episode 154, our tune-up relap recap, lap 7. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Garage Smart by Smarter Home. Garage Smart has solutions for everyone, so whether you need to store yard equipment, pump up your bike tires, or lift the top off your Jeep, they provide all the tools and features you need to build a smarter space and your garage. Well, shout out Garage Smart, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, we have a lot. I... I've not edited any of it. I am staring down the face of two and a half hours of raw audio, seeing what that's going to wind up being. We have lots of announcements in the back half, which we will talk about then. Announcing Lap 8's theme, saying goodbye to Nico and Kevo and Lap 7, even though they will be back. Saying hello to our guest for Lap 8. You will meet her after the break. The one thing I want to mention before we get started is we, we sort of bury it kind of in the middle of the in the back half. Saturday, January 2nd, we are going to be doing another family watch party the same the same way that we have to watch the first, the fast, and the furious. Ooh. Uh, because right before we record that week for lap eight, we will watch it together. So if you want to join us, please do so. We will send out more information. We'll post it on Patreon, do all that sort of stuff, but and you know Twitter and whatever. But keep an eye out. Mark your calendars. Save the date, January second. Time TBD, 9 o'clock-ish, probably, right? Probably. EST, yeah, that sounds about right. 9 Eastern, yeah. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke? We've been doing a lot of fun things. Thursday was Rachel's birthday. Well, first of all, we recorded Wednesday, and we, like, allude to this throughout the episode, I think. But we got fucking dumped on here. Yep. With snow. Thursday was Rachel's birthday. We woke up. There was probably, like, close to a foot of snow. I knew this was coming. We had like, you know, prepped for it. We went and got, went to the store Wednesday, you know, made sure we had like a bunch of food and stuff. So like we wouldn't need to leave in case this happened. We're like listening and people have snow, snow blowers. So like our neighbors to the left of us have one. And then on the right of us, there's like this business and they have one and I have a shovel. So I was like, oh man, like I see it. There's a ton of snow. They're like out there, like plowing through the shit. And I'm like, this kind of sucks, but I'm like, okay, get up and we'll, you know, start shoveling the sidewalk at least. Rachel calls me from the bathroom and she's like, hey, our neighbors, like the business ones, the guy just like came and snowblowed our sidewalk for us. She just continued straight down and like went to the other neighbor that had a snowblower and like did that part for us. Super so, cool. Yeah, it was like the nice, like we didn't ask him to, whatever. So she went down, she thanked him. I was super thankful about that. That was awesome because I still had to go shovel like from the steps down to the where it meets the sidewalk and like the car out. And that took, well, I was lazy about it, but that took me like two days worth of shoveling for a couple hours each time or an hour each time. Cool, fun things, though. We watched the movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn. Yep, what'd you think? It was fun. It was just fun and amusing. Became more amusing than I thought. I liked it for the same reason why I like Jack Black and Jumanji. I like seeing these like these guys play teen girls or try to play teen girls. Yep. The girl in it, what's her name? The main actress. Catherine Winston. Catherine Winston was awesome. Newton. Sorry, Rachel says Newton. Oh, Catherine Newton. Yeah, who's Catherine Winston? I don't know. And like her playing Vince Vaughn as a serial killer is awesome. I've seen her in other stuff. She's in Blockers. I didn't like her in this movie. I thought she was fine. Oh, okay. I thought she was okay. I thought he was goofy in that way, but like, that's we talked about this before on here. I didn't love that movie. Yeah, it was just fun. Then I was watching a bunch of reality TV. I finished another season of Amazing Race, so we finished season three. The other fun update, Rachel really liked Papers, Please, and she was looking for another game to play, and she 
got the other game by the same company called Not Tonight. Didn't I give you guys a list of like 15 games? You did. You did. You did. We had, we still have them all bookmarked in Steam. But she got this other game called Not Tonight, which is a lot like Papers, Please. It's just you're a bouncer during what is essentially Brexit. Like, check the ID, check the date, check the same thing as Papers, Please. I'm looking it up because I don't know that one. Yeah, I think they came out with it like like obviously later than Papers, Please, but it's very, very similar gameplay. You know how Papers, Please had like a bunch of different endings where you could like fuck it up? I don't know if we're just like doing good and not getting to an ending or if it just doesn't have like a bunch of different side endings. I don't think it's made by the same people. I think it's just the same gameplay. Is it not? So with movies, there's like a director that makes a thing, but like in a game, there's like the developer, then there's the publisher, right? And so like there's different things. But as far as I can tell, I don't think they're made by the same people. It's almost exactly the same. Right, which kind of tells me that it wouldn't be the same company. Really? It just seems like, it just seems like, a different skin for Papers, Please, essentially. Because with with an indie developer, like, you don't want to be pigeonholed as, like, that kind of person. It felt so, so similar that I was like, oh, this is just, like, version 2 point, or, like, version 1.5, right? Because, like, there's, like, a little bit of different things, but it's essentially the same thing, and, like, it kind of even looks the same. Like, the way the gameplay reacts looks the same, so... Yeah, maybe it is someone different. I think it's just like a knockoff and not necessarily a bad knockoff because like the reviews look pretty good, but it just seems like everybody reviewing is like, yeah, this is just Papers, Please in a different country. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, I thought they did such a good job of of copying it that I thought it was the same company. Yeah, generally speaking, and that's something that, you know, as out being out of the video game world, you would might might, you might not know, but like, especially indie developers, like, and you know, same thing, I guess, with acting, right? Like you don't want to be pigeonholed as like, I can only play in horror movies. I can only be the dumb friend. I can only be the jock. Like yep. what we saw with Zac Efron, right? So yep. like the same thing with any developers. Like you don't want to just be the people who can like do like a text-based observation game or however you want to describe it. Like you want to be able to say like, I can make this game, but I can also make this wildly different game. Because like if you do two of those games, it's like, well, that's all they can do. And like people would kind of write you off in a way. Like it would be more Makes difficult sense. to yeah. build up, not goodwill, but like, you know. A following, yeah. Yeah. But everything else, everybody's just like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. So, you yeah. know, if it's good, it's good. So, cool. Yeah, she really enjoys that. She really enjoyed that game. So this was just like a new, different version of it. So I was like, yeah, sure, try this. I haven't really done much. Oh, I got, I have not seen it yet because I just got it last night. But I, I picked up Tenet from my parents' house. So that'll be tonight. So I'll talk about it next time. Cool. Excited about that. Nice. But the only thing that I've really been doing, my, my boss bought me as a end of the year bonus, but also as a bonus that he can take advantage of because I'm going to have more power for him, is that I have a new computer from him. So all I've been doing, I haven't been setting that up yet. I've, I've been prepping. What I've been doing has been prepping. Like I have so prepping? many hard drives that I just haven't really cared about because like oh. everybody knows that you just the longer you have a computer or whatever it's the same thing with like a house right or an apartment or whatever it's like you just things go places and you're like I'll oh, figure yeah. that out later. Yep. So I have hundreds of gigabytes, like multiple terabytes of just like random stuff I don't need. And so before I migrate all of this stuff to the new computer, I'm just cleaning that all up. So all I've been doing is like setting like, oh, here, copy these like 800 gigabytes of whatever. Like I had, I told you, I had 500 gigabytes of edited files for this podcast, which is crazy. So like, just like things like that, that just accumulate that I'm like, do something with this. And so like, I just set a thing and I go away and I do my normal stuff, but not an exciting update, but I'm looking forward to using the new computer, gaming PC, going to be faster to export audio and video and whatever. So yeah, that's cool. cool, But 
Yeah, I have not gotten to utilize the glamour. Like with the new video game console, you just plug it in, you're like, cool, I'm done. But here it's like, oh, I got a lot of kind of prep stuff-ish to do, but... I would have lazied it and just like ripped the old hard drive out of my computer. I'm going to, but I also like, I, I don't want to, I don't need everything. So I'm kind of like, this it's is like a so reason smart. for me to do the thing. I get it. This is the right way to do it. I usually either rip the old hard drive out and plug it into the new computer, or I wait till the hard drive dies and then I'm like, well, now it's time to start over. And that was the other thing, because I was talking to my boss and he was like what i would reckon because he's like you know hard drives only last about five years and the ones that i have there are like three and four years old like my old c drive my old boot drive was like literally clicking when i turned the computer on like four years ago so i was like well this is uh gotta get gotta get a new one of these because like that's not good no um, but i have these two like media drives that are kind of old And he was like i would spend x amount of dollars on like another because it has like what the com- new computer has is a 5 to 12 512 gigabyte solid state. Like, that's it. Just one drive. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I would buy another terabyte or two of solid state, which is a couple hundred bucks. And then I would buy, there's like this 16 terabyte hard drive. It's just a static, like, this is all very nerdy tech stuff. But like, I'm like, I don't really want to spend $600 on hard drives. But like, I might, like, it's it, it's kind of the smart thing. I also don't really have $600 that I just want to like fork. Same. Like, yeah. My boss and I are in very different financial situations. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. doing fine, but, like, I don't have $600 to just pony over, especially, you know, when I'm spending money on Christmas gifts and stuff like that. But I um, I have this joke that my boss's wife came up to me, and she got, like, solar panels on their house, and she was like, oh, look, like, I can track how much energy I'm producing. She's like, man, you should really get solar panels on your house. I was like, tell your husband to pay me for more to put solar. Like, I don't have solar panel money right now. It sounds like a great idea, and yet... Yes, I would love to do this with you, but yeah, I don't hold the keys to this. You do, so. Yeah, because, you know, like, my boss's brother, who, like, is, like, his tech, not tech support, because, like, my boss can do all that stuff himself, but, like, his brother's even more techy. He's just, like, he's, like, there's an 8-terabyte solid state on Samsung that you can get for $900. I'm, like, I'm not spending $900 on a, on a hard <laughs> He's, like, he's, like, I can get it for you for 900 And I was, like, what do you, I'm, like, cool. are you offering? I'm, like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's, like, oh, no, that's, like, the wholesale price. Like, if you want to buy it, just tell me and I'll get it. I was, like. Oh no, I'm not spending that. I thought I thought that was like a weird kind of backhanded like, hey, you know, I'll buy you a. It's like no, she, he's just like I can get. I was like, okay, like I love that I got a computer. I'm not expecting more from anybody, but like I'm also not going to spend nine hundred dollars on a hard drive. Yeah, I don't want to spend six hundred dollars. So I'll probably buy one more drive, like a bigger solid state to just like spend like hundred and fifty bucks or something. Yeah, to put a new hard drive in there, then move one or two of these over, and that's it. But I'm not spending six to nine hundred dollars on hard drive space, dude. Also, hard drives are like the least dopamine injecting purchase you can buy you're like oh yeah i got a new hard drive cool you plug it in and you're like more space that's that's it like it's not like anything flashy it's not like you bought like a new game or like nope like like a new keyboard even right it's just like it's just something you'll never see and just like plugs in and you get more space cool so all i've done like in the last two days is like delete like probably delete a terabyte and a half of just stuff i don't need and then move another terabyte and a half of stuff from one to another and like i have more than i need to do but it's just like i'm just spending my days in windows explorer like that's just what i'm you know with with a nice gaming pc right there that i can like just turn on and play games it's like no i gotta you know this is my own game right this is my own papers please it is yeah you're doing that you're doing like a a reality what is it like a sim version of of being an actual person oh by the way oh there is actually a what? job simulator VR for suffer at least for PlayStation VR, if not for more stuff. Oh, actually, now that I have a new computer, I can get like a. I never Probably. could get like an Oculus because like I didn't yeah. have the actual computer, but like now I can look into that. There's a job simulator VR game where you literally go to work and just do a 
nine to five. And it's like, cool. Like, okay. And there's also this, um, I don't remember the exact name. It's like Viscera Cleanup Service or something, which is a cool premise. And like, I want to buy it, but I know I'll play it like once. But it is, you're essentially, imagine you're a janitor on the grounds of a Halo 2-esque video game. Where like, in between rounds, like after there's dead bodies and blood everywhere, you go there and just clean it up. Which is like a hilarious idea, but like, I don't want to play that game. I just love that the game exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of related to this. There's a new game that I have been playing on Xbox, it's on Game Pass. It came out this week called Wilmot's Warehouse. And so all this is, like, you're a little square. It's just like a grid. It's very colorful, very cutesy, very nice music. And you're a little square. There's all these different items. And okay. you just manage a warehouse. And so... That sounds like each my nightmare. This day is... <laughs> is another month of the year. And after every three days, like, after every three months, after every quarter, there's, like, a break. But, like, you'd get a delivery of stuff. Yeah. And you have three minutes to put it away, essentially. Yep. And so you just pick stuff up and put it places. And then at the end of those three minutes, you have four customers or four coworkers or whatever come up to this window and they're like, here's what I want. And you have to get the stuff for them as quickly as you can and bring it to them. And so it starts off, you have like 12 different things. There's not a lot. And like, they all want stuff. So just like, okay, here you go. But now I have like, there's 200 items in the game. And I've unlocked, like, 50 of them. So I still have so much more to go. But, like, I just have, like, random, like, piles of, like... Not even piles, because they're all just, like... It's, like, a grid, but, like, one-off things. But, like, there's, like... It just... It's the weirdest, like... And you need to know where it is, right? Yes. Does it... Is it labeled, or is it just, like... No, so there's, like... Each square has, like, an icon. So, like, there's some that are, like... It's, like, a hat. Or, like, a kind of hat. Or, like, there's a bunch that are just, like, patterns. Okay. And I'm like, okay, all the patterns and stuff are pretty much on the left. And then all of the, like, item things are on the right. Like, there's, like, clothing stuff down here or whatever. Yeah. Then you'll get, like, every time you get a shipment, there's, like, 30 things. But instead of having, like, eight of this and eight of this and six of this and six of this, it's, like, two of this and one and one and one. So I just have, like, piles of, like, random ass shit that I have, like, one <laughs> have of that nobody drawer. wants yet. But I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird OCD, but like it's it's so pleasant to look at. And like this is normal mode. There's like there's an expert mode where it's like you can add more challenges. I was like I don't I don't even know what this is gonna be like. But yeah, it's a it's a weird game. And after every three months, you get to like all the stars that you get for turning in items quickly. You can re- reward yourself with like you can carry more stuff or you can clear uh. out space so there's more maneuverability or whatever. But yes. you also have unlimited time to reorganize. It's called like stock intake or something. It's just like we know that your warehouse is probably a mess. Go figure this out. And so you just have like an untime. Like it's not just three minutes. You have un- as much time as you want. But I just love that I have like games that I've spent $70 on like Demon Souls on PS5 and I'm playing this like $15 that I paid $0 for yep. game Wilmot's Warehouse. But like, hey man, it's what I want right now, I guess, so. You just want, hey man, it's like me watching reality TV. Like, sometimes I just want brain mush, right? Like, like I get that there's something better out there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to do that right now, so. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture on Facebook. So this is like what it looks like, kind of, and like, that's just like the, the banner, but like, you're the little square at the top of the little face, and then like, each of these things, so like, there's like, a banana, and then whatever yes. that trumpet thing is, I guess, and a sun, and like, a pear, or an apple, or whatever, and so like, they'll Egg. come to the window and be like, okay, I want two suns, three apples, and a, and a horseshoe. And so you just go around, you pick things up, and you bring it up, but like, because it's all on a grid, each time you pick something up, it just like, adds, like, it doesn't stack, so like, you have to like, figure out how to actually literally maneuver things around so it's usually like okay picking up two of these things like running them to the window and then doing more Uh, like it's this weird little okay okay. but it's the kind of game like i know that i could probably play other games that i really actually spent money on for five or ten minutes at a time but this is kind of the one where i'm like oh i can just i just have 10 minutes i don't want to sit down for two or three hours yep so it's this kind of game but it's also like in the end i'm gonna spend 10 or 15 i don't know it's just (laughs) yep games are weird man
They are. We have a Patreon page in the show, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke Hayden, Renato DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us at the $5 level or above. I posted, which we talk about, I think, later in this episode, some updates on Patreon. Cool. So if you have not seen that yet and you are a supporter over there, go do that now. If you have not joined us on the Patreon page, TooFast2Forever.com, and also check out our store at TooFast2Forever.shop. And the Minute document's, like, done. Almost done. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Also have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me, and we have one email that I'm not going to read verbatim because she didn't really send it in for the show, but Jenny had emailed asking about the store, and I sent her the link, and she said, I ordered a heather-colored logo tee. There's so many options, but I like that purple color. Got the sale price with two hours to spare, so shout out Jenny for shopping smart. Nice. I want to see it whenever you get it. Send us a picture, please. And, And purple, too. That would be a nice choice. Is it the new logo or the old logo? Do, can you tell? I think she bought the new logo, I want to say. I think it would look crispy on purple. I think it would it would go pretty nice. Yeah, I have it on blue, which I think is really good. Yeah. She says, just listen to the long kiss goodnight. It's cool having the person who chose it be on the episode and the way he broke it down about Shane Black. Sounds like he really knows his stuff. Happy holidays to you, Joe, and all the listeners. Later, Jenny. Well, happy holidays, Jenny. Thank you. I hope you guys are doing good. So, If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, we know it's a busy time of the year, but if you are catching up on episodes or just have a thought or whatever, or new rankings, however you want to do it, family at cageclub.me. If you watched The Long Kiss Goodnight for Christmas and you want to tell us how much fun it was, yeah. send an email. Family or you're going to watch Friday's episode or Friday's movie, Noel, for Christmas. Oh, and you God. Want to talk about that. <laughs> We're Family recording that next. Yep. I have some thoughts. We have not talked about it yet, but on the streets, Joe, news about the Fast and Furious. Anything that you have seen in the last couple of days? Jason told us that a couple of the movies are coming to HBO Max soon. That's weird. That's some Fast and Furious adjacent news. So if you have HBO Max, I think you'll be getting a few of the movies soon, or they already added them. I have an open Peacock. So like my sister got a year of it because she was she had a friend of hers was like, you should watch the show. So she just prepaid for a year because it was like it's like five dollars. I don't remember. She got a good deal on it when they had when they signed up. And like I haven't opened it since that first weekend. Like give me a reason to go to Peacock. Like put Fast and Furious there or something, right? Like I don't know. I've been using Peacock for Premier League because they got rid of um. Mm. NBC Gold. They used to have NBC Gold and they would show like Premier League games that weren't on NBCSN and then they just kind of merged NBC Gold into Peacock. So I have been only using it for that, like for Premier League games that are at the same time but not. Yeah, it's probably going to be awesome in that regard for like the Olympics. Yes, yes, absolutely, dude. I agree with you. For like, you'll be able to watch like curling at 3 a.m like I like to do when it's on. So I think they used to have like an NBC Sports app that was all in, but just having like a kind of a central hub for the Olympics would be probably pretty cool for Peacock. It's pretty annoying to try to find them though. I don't know if this is me being an old man or the UI is not great. They like list like a bunch of channels. I always like look for the games in these channels as if I'm using like Sling or like Comcast, Xfinity, right? Like it's like, this is everything that's on right now. And I'm like, why can't I find a soccer game? Why can't I find a soccer game? And then it's like, no, you go to sports and it's not on on a channel it's just live in the sports section do you get what i'm saying yes Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh instead of them just having like sports channel or like sports channel one through ten and these are what's on you have to like go to the sports part of the app and then you do it it always confuses me i just forget all the time so gotcha well the final thing to do 
before we take a break and bring in Nico and Kevo. We're going to start off with Nico and Kevo, then we have a little interlude, you and me, and we bring in our guest, and then we end the episode. So that's how you're, that's what's going to be on the back half. But first, Joe, we have to do a thing, we have to atone for... Wait, I want to give you more credit than this. Okay, well, because there's, there's, there's also a backstory here, kind of, but go ahead, please, give me credit. I would like to say that this lap, we're focusing on Letty Ortiz yep. and memory loss. Yep. It oh, I see. Only, I see what's happening. Okay. Yeah. It's go ahead. only so appropriate. Oh, not where I thought you were going, but okay. <laughs> that we would sk- would forget to do the deleted scenes for Furious Seven, and then remember to do them later. I think that maybe you might have planned this one and just didn't tell me and let me in on the joke, but it makes sense to me. So what I thought you were gonna say what? was that it made sense to do like the most impactful memory loss scenes at the end as kind of like a masterclass. Maybe you did both. The reality is, (laughs) I think, so my idea for doing the deleted scenes and stuff now was because I think it was last lap when I found out that Jocelyn Donahue, who we talked about, but there's no reason for you to remember, she's an actress who's in House of the Devil and The Frontier, and she's a great actress, and she's in Doctor Sleep. She is in Furious 7 as advisor, and I don't know where she is, but I love her from these like genre things. She's in this huge movie. She's like 40th build. I don't know where she is. And I don't know if she's been cut. I don't know if she's in the background of a scene. I've looked for her. I can't find her. So last lap, I looked at the deleted scenes and I watched these four scenes and I was like, holy shit, these are great. Also, she's not in these. So like, yes, the reason I watched them, but I think it was at that time where I was like, we should probably do this now, do these sooner rather than later. And then yep. we came up with the whole like Letty Ortiz lap missing pieces lap whatever so that kind of like yes but this it makes sense in a weird kind of way that like this was the idea for this lap and then we just didn't do it because like we've been teasing they're great scenes i think two are probably some of the best that we've ever had and two of them are like they're okay i think one of the ones you're saying is okay is actually pretty good just doesn't really relate to what we're doing more broadly and then one is just like yeah okay yeah Okay. Yep. So the first one we have is Letty at Clinic. There are four scenes. They're on YouTube. This one in the YouTube video is split up into like multiple things. So I don't know if this was like cut (sighs) throughout the movie. Like, I don't know if the another version had her more central and she's having like flashbacks throughout. Feels like it's cut, but in weird places. Like it's not cut as if it's like to be placed in multiple pieces throughout the movie. It's just cut arbitrarily. They like cut them like in the middle of dialogue and stuff to where it makes me think that this wasn't this wasn't split so that you could like put a part of it here and a part of it there. It's like it's just very very like it has to be like every 15 seconds or something. I would have had a better feel of it. It like if it did try to cut it and you're like, "Oh, okay, well like she starts outside the clinic, then she goes inside the clinic and like there's like part 2." But it's not like that. It's just anywhere they want. They just keep Oh, that's weird. Parts. Okay. So this scene takes place in Mexico. She's at a clinic. She's trying to find out who she was, what happened to her. But the big takeaway from this other than just having good Letty stuff is that we have more Giselle. And which we didn't know, Giselle is the one who saved Letty. Or you're the one saving me. Exactly. Maybe you were the one saving me. So yeah, so Letty's like walking around this hospital and she's looking around and she looks down this hallway and like has like this flashback and she remembers Giselle dragging her in. Like, I found her on the side of the road. Letty asking her before they get separated, why'd you save me? She says, you're the one saving me. So it's like, this was my out. This is my way to get away from Compost, a.k.a. Braga. So that means that Gal knows who Dom is before she meets Dom. For Gal to save Letty when Letty didn't know who she was. 
Gal knew who Dom was in four. Cause cause Letty's hurt before he comes into the picture, right? Yeah, because Letty gets hit and supposedly killed like fifteen minutes into the fourth movie. Yes. But I wonder if like Braga and Campos and Giselle and like that whole crew had their like they probably I mean, we are led to believe that Dom has notoriety. Giselle has the forethought to be like, look, saving her here is a good move knowing that Dom, she knows Dom so well that she knows that he will come back for her and forgive her for anything that happened because he, she was the one that saved Letty. So this is some preemptive Deckard Shaw shit, like save the ones that Dom loves and yes. get in with the family. Just in that one line that she gives, I'm like, oh man, she had like a lot of other um, character motives that she had going on to save Letty when she's like, oh, maybe you're the one saving me. She's like, she knows how this is going to play out down the line, too. Because what's strange about Furious 7, if you'll remember, is in the opening credits, both Gal Gadot and Sung Kang are credited, but the only time I think they maybe show up in the movie is in that photo. Maybe Sung Kang's, like, maybe there's the flashback when Dom goes to Tokyo and talks to Sean. Like, maybe there's some, like, archival footage, so maybe it's that, but, like, Gal's not in it other than a photo, so to have her, like, one scene and like three lines cut is like a weird like i get that she's still credited but it's kind of a weird thing like i wonder if there was more that wasn't finished for the disc that was like more of this i don't know i don't know yeah or this either one i can see why this was cut though because when we get to the last scene it'll make more sense well yeah the last scene is just like that's a it, it literally gave me chills but i was also like this is very corny and very dumb and like we don't need that i also think that like the last scene actually let's talk about the last scene now so the last scene is letty call from nurse so at the end of this opening scene the nurse this nurse comes up to her she's like hey after everything that happened to you, you deserve answers. Because Letty's trying to get answers. Yeah. This, like, head nurse seemingly is just like, I can't help you. We're too busy. You have to figure out it on your own. And this other nurse is like, look, I was here that night. I remember you. I'm so sorry. This is also, like, years ago now, right? Like, this is a yeah, flashback yeah. three movies ago. This woman to have, like, such photographic memories. Like, wow, okay. She remembers Letty from three movies ago. And it's like, what happened to you? You deserve to know. If I can find anything, I will let you know. So then in the fourth deleted scene, Letty is driving and she gets a phone call from the nurse. And she says, there was no record of you because you were listed under another name. Letty Toretto. Yes, definitely. I, I yelled, whoa, real loud in the house. And Rachel was like, what are you yelling about? And then I was like, here, wait, watch this scene. That was really cool. But I think that that then spoils the end where yes, her and Dom... Yes, 100%. And that's why this is these both pieces needed to be removed. Because if you have the her going to the clinic, you would need some kind of... Like, what if she goes to the clinic and the lady's like, if I find anything out, I'll tell you, and then just, like, never does? And if she finds out that she's Letty Toretto in the car on the phone, then it doesn't hit as hard when she's like, I remember, and Dom comes back to life and this kind of thing, right? So. Because the beautiful thing about the end of Seven is that Dom's like, I'd never told you. Like, Why didn't you tell me that we were married? He's like, because you can't tell someone they love you, right? And like, it's the whole yes. thing, like, you needed to remember. What Dom is not ruining for Letty, this random ass nurse we don't know ruins for Letty. She's like, oh yeah, like, by the way, like, I don't know, your ma- your last name's Toretto? Like, that's weird, right? Like, maybe figure that out. Like, that, that it's, like, even if that's how, in, you know, in a scene that we don't see, right? Like, yes, this is yes. like, if this is her backstory, if that's how she learns it, that's one thing. But like, let her come to it on her own, as opposed to being like, yeah, like, you know, I found this marriage certificate. It's like, you guys married there through the priest and, you know, in the DR? Like, okay, yeah, I guess you're married. Like, I guess you love him. So figure that out. Good, good luck. And if Letty, like, talks to Dom and she's like, no, nah, a nurse told me, like, I had already changed my name. Like, I don't remember, but, like, I know that I probably did. You'd be like, 
cool. They got married Los Bondoleros era, probably, right? Like, I don't know when, because we never, I don't think we ever dated the wedding, but she's married before the accident. Yeah, like, because that's like their honeymoon when she's in the white dress, cut themselves on the coral, we went night swimming, this thing, right? Because I don't think we ever really thought about how long ago they had been married. Like, it seems like they had basically just gotten married, and then she gets into the accident, unless there's like, you know, time jumps between, whatever. Dom goes away to go hiding, he leaves her in the night, so like, that's kind of like their honeymoon, he leaves her in the night, and then she's working with Brian, and that's how she gets into the accident. So I think there has to have been like, some, a couple months that Dom is like... So Dom doesn't even just abandon Letty, he abandons his wife Letty. Yeah. That's fucked up. It... It's for her own protection. I mean... Ride or die, remember? <laughs> well, he would rather ride than die. Well, he would rather her how ride How about this die. time you just ride, right? Or how about you just ride this time? Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. But, okay, so here, so here's the bigger question, um, which also might be why it's cut. So Letty's in an accident, gets dragged in, is all delirious, like is, is awake, is conscious, is like talking to Giselle, but like tells the nurse her name is Letty Toretto. And like, at what point does she forget her memory? If Letty <sighs> has her memory when she's dropped off she apparently loses it in between then and right giselle probably knew her name but as letty toretto Uh, yeah because she was undercover it's a secret wedding it's a secret wedding nobody knows about it (laughs) yeah it's a secret wedding and she was undercover there's only two people who could possibly say her name is letty toretto it's either letty who ostensibly should not know (laughs) her name because she has amnesia and she doesn't remember the wedding she is she has to remember that later or giselle who has no Actual, unless she has like okay, I got an idea. Ca- she's carrying a wedding certificate on her. <laughs> no, 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 a marriage I, license. No, I got an idea. Because she was undercover, she's printed. They have her prints, and so like they match her prints. Because first of all, she's a criminal, so she's probably in, probably has her fingerprints in the fucking database anyways right so like i think she comes in she's delirious she doesn't know who she is and they print her and they're like oh this is letty toretto but why didn't they tell her that we know that the movies are not exactly huge on continuity or logic so like i don't know that they ever had this discussion but maybe that's why it was cut it's like none of this really makes sense yeah if you start thinking deep into it holy shit we unpacked a whole can of worms here that doesn't make any sense I'm glad they cut it because we would have had a lot of we got a lot of questions. Anything else about these two Letty scenes that you want to talk about? No, they were great though. I really liked those. I wish that we could have them, but now that we like fleshed it out, I see why we don't. For many reasons, why yep. we don't. So the next one is Ramsey slash Dom, and this is after they get to Abu Dhabi, but before they get all dressed, it's dressed up. up. Which we'll talk more no, about. it's dressed up. I thought is the first one on the disc. No, it's Ramsey Dom and then dressed up. Oh, they called them the reverse. The first one's called dressed up, and the second one. It's called Ramsey Dom. So I think the YouTube video is just like made by someone having fun. After they get to Abu Dhabi, before they get dressed up, which we see in the movie, which we'll talk about more in the next scene, but this is Ramsey. And I think this is also kind of a cool thing. Ramsey trying to run away before she actually, like she's been saved. She's appreciative, but she's like, I don't know that I belong here. I'm kind of a lone wolf. She does the whole, I don't want to be part of your club or crew or gang or whatever it is. And he's like, we're family. And she's like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not part of this family, so. I'm getting strong Hattie Shaw vibes from her in the scene. Yeah, you're right. Huh. I wasn't thinking that, but that makes sense. Like, appreciates family, but kind of would rather do things on her own. I mean, at least Hattie in Hobbs and Shaw. It feels like Hattie at the end of the movie is, is cool. more family-oriented. Well, so is Ramsey, so. <laughs> it takes half a movie for you to become a part of the family, dude. That's how it works. But you're right. Yeah, she, she definitely tries to, like, sneak out. She's like, I'm better on my own. And that's interesting. That would be really weird. This 
is like one of those other things like what we were just talking about we were talking about the movies like imagine if like ramsey just left and then like cypher just kills her in the street right she's like i'm a lone wolf and it's just gone yep and the movie's like okay cool this was a 45 minute movie <laughs> the wells lamont style thing <laughs> yeah that was it 45 minutes they got her cool she's gone in this scene though they talk about god's eye and we kind of get a little i don't know that we need it but i kind of like hearing it like why ramsey made god's eye and she knew that it was dangerous but she it was kind of a dare to herself she says right that she's just yes. like i want to figure out if i could do it. like i knew it was brilliant but i should have destroyed it but and dom's pointing out like the inherent like you want to be alone but you literally build something that helps you find people and also dom says a really really cool line in this when they're like kind of characterizing each other that i just like the line and i wish that it would have somehow stayed in the movie that dom was like life isn't as binary as you thought huh yeah and i was just like oh him using it to ramsey the like word i was like oh that's really cool that was a really cool line and i wish we could have kept that but and they also call each other out for like you know right before that binary line it's like calling each other out for like why you're both running or like why you need to look at yourself in the mirror like yep he's so busy trying to fix everyone like he's giving her shit for wanting to run away but she's like you got issues too man like what are you doing yeah and he, she got a point for sure mm-hmm. so and he ends up by just saying nice dress by the way like a lot of these lines are kind of like mumbled in a way that like i can't even like i had to watch like the second like there's a couple lines too, dude. by yes. dom where i'm like i kind of get it but also i don't know what you're saying he says something and he mumbled so hard i had to rewind it like five times and even with the volume blaring i couldn't understand what he says like the first part of it like i got the end of the line and the idea of what he's saying but like maybe they cut it just because he's so mumbly in this one they would have fixed it they would have adr they would have fixed it that's but, true yeah. and then the next one the last one the least important important scene is kind of a continuation of this it's them getting dressed up dom saying a line that feels wildly out of place in this movie this is the most mafia i've seen this crew look and roman let me tell you that's a good thing it's like what yeah i don't know what he's alluding to there i was thinking the same thing also like yeah the like referencing the mafia at all feels weird i mean i guess they've dealt with like some mobsters right like like, it's more cartels than mobs. Like, you haven't seen, like, anybody that you can assume was in the mob since, like, Carter Verone, right? But even then, it's, like, more of a cartel. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Like, it just, it doesn't, it's so, it feels so out of place for the movies and for the characters. In Compost's Braga, like, that, that it's not a cartel. So, like, when was the last time they were facing the mob? Never, right? Well, there's, I mean, there's organized crime in Rio, right like reyes is running a syndicate of sorts and like the whole thing is kind of a syndicate i don't know i don't know but it's never directly like like Cosa nostra or something like that yeah that's what i mean the mob line definitely struck me weird too i agree i mean there's a lot of things where you're like i bet they improv and like i'm not always on board but it feels like this is like just kill some time until letty comes down because they're just kind (laughs) of like you know i hear him i don't see him like oh where's dom at i you know i I, he's not wearing his wife beater essentially like i don't know where he is blah 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 and then letty comes out in the dress and they're like oh my god girl you're so voluptuous and then yeah roman's like voluptuous and he's like is that it tasha says no it's with the v she's like he's like oh voluptuous in classic letty move like giving them shit like you, you ain't never seen a girl in a dress before they're like no we just never saw you in a dress before yeah as much as i love the like letty in a dress them finally being like oh letty can wear a dress too that's fine the idea of them having a full scene where they go like look we put letty in a dress is like come on guys it was like I don't I don't need this not for me at least of these four scenes if there was one that was going to stay in the movie it would probably be in some form the Ramsey Dom scene but that's a long scene without a lot of payoff but it feels like that's the one that's most natural I think to the I agree. world that doesn't disrupt other stuff you would need to kind of explain you would have to have Ramsey like have a come around moment at the end right 
Like, you would need another scene to fix that one. In the movies that we see now, it's like, well, I don't really understand why Ramsey stayed. Like, it feels like she shouldn't have stayed. Like, it feels like she's this outside thing that they saved her, but she's just like, hey, I'm going to stick around. It's like, oh, okay, like, just don't think too hard. But here, it's like, okay, this, I understand now why it makes sense that she, like, her character is more consistent. It's like, oh, no, she didn't really want to stay. She was talked yes. into it. But then, like, even if just like, I don't know if you need another scene at the end, but just like a you know what, Dom, you were right, or whatever, right? But, like, that also kind of, like, at the end of this movie, and I wonder how much of this changed because of Paul dying, but, like, at the end of the movie, you have to do so much heavy lifting with, like, Dom coming back to life, essentially, and Letty crying and announcing the wedding, and then, like, saying goodbye to Paul, and, like, you don't need that. They're like, like, nobody gives a shit about Ramsey in that final, like, 15 yeah. minutes, right? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of these scenes put together, as much as they say, no, we told the exact story we wanted to tell with Paul Walker there, I think this, le- like, shows that the story could have gone a lot differently. I don't know, but I'm guessing that the death of Paul Walker changed a lot of the storyline. It makes it feel like the movie was going to be more about Letty. And it should have been, right? Like, Letty's, like, back and memoried and... but still amnesiac. So, yeah, it would make more sense, but that's not how it worked. All right, let's take a break and let us bring in Nico and Kevo first to kick off the back half of our tune-up relap recap for lap seven. episode number 154 the recap relap this episode is brought to you by garage smart smart garage solutions their smart storage and garage tools create a unique ecosystem of products that simplify everyday tasks like storing large items shout out to garage smart well shout out to garage smart and joe we have done it i mean it's not the end of the lap we still have more to go because that's just how this thing goes but we have yeah. made it to essentially the at least the ceremonial End to the longest lap, I think, so far, World's and probably, runway. possibly ever, in Too Fast, Too Forever history. It's like, this is episode 45. We still have another five to go after this. So, like, it's Jeez. crazy. Truly the lap that never ends. But with us for so many of those episodes. And back once again right now to do their exit interview, even though they're going to be back again. And again, we have Kevo Reese and Nico Vasillo of the Husbands Talking More or Less podcast. Hello, guys. Well, hey. Hello. I put a very weird emphasis on the more, husband's talking more or less, and I don't know that that's even remotely accurate or fair. No, it's usually more. Thank you guys for joining us both all lap long and here today. Before we get into your rankings, before we do the character quiz again to see if you are still the same characters or if you're new characters, I would love to hear from both of you. I, I, you know, early on, we kind of got your hopes and dreams and expectations and fears and worries, but now that you've seen everything there is to see except for the trailer, which we're going to do here. And there's still Sahara to come in a couple weeks that we're going to do together. What are your big takeaways? Do you find this, was this, hopefully, a nice use of your time? Are you disappointed by this, like, you know, you guys tackle these different franchises on HTML, like, this is another one you have conquered. Where do you sit now? How how do you feel about having watched all the Fast and Furious movies and your experience, your ride-along on this show. I guess to compare it to a similar experience on HTML, I enjoyed doing this watch through and I feel like gained more out of it than I did when we watched all the Predator movies. But ultimately at this side of the franchise, there are a lot of flaws. There are a lot of holes mm-hmm. in this boot. 
in this boat. I definitely find myself more defensive of the franchise than I did beforehand now that I have seen it because I feel like a lot of the criticism that these films get aren't related to what their actual flaws are and they are all surface reads of car movies are dumb and I really think that that's unfair there is a lot of good to these films a lot of it was not what I was expecting thank you for all that I think that's very well said and we're going to dig a little bit deeper on some of that too before I hear from Nico, I do want to point out, so our last episode, we did The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is a Shane Black movie, and I referenced on there Shane Black something vaguely about the Predator. Go back, if you're looking for more of that story, Nico and Kevo did the entire Predator franchise, as Kevo just mentioned. Mm. Kevo told the whole story about Shane Black hiring someone for the Predator, and then it didn't really, kind of questionable. So if you want more information, more background, go where Kevo researches a shit ton more than I do. Go listen to HTML, go listen to the Predator episode. That whole run, the Alienverse thing was amazing, so... Just wanted to give you guys props and credit because I kind of vaguely referenced the thing you talked about. And I couldn't remember the details, but go listen to that episode wherever you find the show. I do want to thank you because the Alien Predator coverage kind of felt like we were going nowhere with it. I'd had more expectations for that to be something solid than I'd had for this to be something solid. The converse is this was a pretty solid thing. There is no connective tissue between the Alien and Predator franchises other than it's sort of like big penis trying to fight like vagina face and (laughs) they kind of go back and forth at each other a lot and that's the whole continuity between them there's the shot at alien and predator 2 then there's the crossover there's a bunch of comics and now that marvel owns predator and alien they are leaning into that they're doing an alien omnibus with all of the alien stories that were canon up to 1998 they're doing a predator omnibus with all of the predator stories that led up to alien vs predator So I have a lot of hope that we will, in fact, you know, get maybe some tighter threads there. But, you know, to your question of what did I expect from Fast and Furious and what did I get? I think what I thought I was stepping into was a weird mix of kind of like, hey, I'm a a Grisa monkey from uh, 1955. And, you know, I'm Mm going to I'm going to fix your car. And also rednecks. I thought they were going to be playing Hot Wheels a lot. And then I figured it would graduate to power wheels because now I'm driving for real. I kept thinking that that was sort of going to be the the nature of this. And what I actually got was essentially a soap opera in cars. Yes. I have a general question that kind of like stems from this. Now, I know we're going to watch a trailer. Just generally, are you guys... Are you on board now? Are you excited? Will you see Nine when it comes out? Are you like, eh, if I see it on TV after it comes out, that's fine? Like, what what is your gauge of fandom from here on out? And before they answer, I will say they are contractually obligated to see it for this show. Like, they signed a lifetime contract yeah. with us. Yeah, so. exactly. So, like, <laughs> beyond to. just watching it for this show, which we know we definitely will, I am not dreading looking watching the next movie for this show uh i am interested to see how everything is going to play out especially with the things that we already know that are leaking about future films knowing that it's sort of winding down so there's only really three left makes it a lot easier as well it's not like we're thinking there's going to be 20 more of these six in one year like they're doing for marvel next year There's only going to be three more three-hour movies in the main franchise, plus another seven movies in development (laughs) as spinoffs with an ongoing TV show and a contractual obligation to keep producing video games. But, I mean, it's really winding down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, we hear a lot about Marvel fatigue, and there's that thing about, like, this was the year, like, do we need them back? It's like, yeah, I mean, we could have them back, but nobody's talking about Fast and Furious fatigue. 
I think people, to your point from earlier, Kevo, like, people just kind of dismiss the franchise entirely. I don't know if people have different expectations of Marvel, or, like, there's just so much more that people are more burnt out, but, like, I think there's the same kind of burnout between the two franchises. No pun intended on burning out. I would personally feel Fast Furious burnout before I would feel Marvel burnout, but I think a huge element of that is that Marvel is an expansive universe where there's meant to be something for everyone, and not every film is necessarily for every audience and they do try to go out of their way to make sure if you haven't seen every film the team-up films the avengers ones are still accessible to the audiences whereas fast furious is pretty much one linear thing even hobbs and shaw now i feel is more integral to watching for the main narrative than perhaps guardians is to understand avengers i don't talk about it much on air i don't know why but my minor in college was art history I like to drag people to museums a couple of times a year to keep myself feeling alive. Like I get (laughs) so much out of being in a museum. I love being an esthetician, like the idea of fashion and the idea of sculpture and design, all of it coming together to paint a picture of a people is kind of like my favorite thing in the world. When I go to MoMA, my favorite museum in the world, or the Met, one of my other favorites, I'm looking to have an expansive worldview experience. I want to go to the Egypt rooms and I want to see what pieces they've changed. I want to go to the sculpture gardens and I want to see what pieces change. One of my favorite things at the Met is the open courtyard with the American turn of century lamps, right? And you get to see how they would have lit something at the time. Now they can't light it because they're trying to preserve the internal quality of the piece. So when I go to those museums, I expect the breadth and the depth of culture from those times and cultures to be represented. And to me, that's the MCU, that Daredevil is a noir, that Jessica Jones is a noir that purposely bucks archetype. I mean this with affection because he's one of my favorites, but Iron Fist is appropriative white savior bullshit. There's so many different things in Marvel for you. Fast and Furious is kind of like going to one man's dream which was a four-room walk-around in Hollywood studios telling the story of how Walt Disney built his company. It tells the different versions of that one thing through time. It changes a little bit, but it's one fucking thing. If you asked me to go to a MoMA or Met-sized one-man's dream, I would piss on myself in public and say that I have to go home. (laughs) But I can get through... Even like a show of Marvel, I don't care. Well, I, I didn't finish S.H.I.E.L.D., but you kind of get what I'm saying. S.H.I.E.L.D. was a tall order. I finished S.H.I.E.L.D., so I have uh, one up there on you, I guess. But yeah, like, you know, we're so in the weeds that there is distinction for us, but like, we kind of have to try, right? And like, even if they're appropriate, but like, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, like, two is like the black Fast and Furious. And then Tokyo Trip is like the Asian appropriation one, as you talked about this lap. And like, four is like gritty one. Like, but you have to like really kind of get into the weeds a little bit and I feel like you can kind of make that generalization about Marvel too and then as soon as you like stop being such an asshole about it you're like oh no these are like wildly distinctly different yes I I think this is much more of a closer parallel maybe to like Star Wars 
they're all kind of the same, but they're also once you're actually in them, they're all wildly different. But no, okay, I see that. It's like that's all space opera, and this is all soap opera in Cars, right? So yeah, the franchise that we do compare these two the most is the MCU because I think they are the two. I guess with Star Wars, like the most successful franchises of the last like 10, 15, 20 years. Or you know what? And it's not just because we're finally getting to Voyager after saying we were going to do it immediately following Deep Space Nine, which we finished before the quarantine. It's kind of like Star Trek. Not in space. I swear to God, I don't want them to go to space. (laughs) I just don't. We just haven't seen monster trucks yet, and I feel like that comes first. And I feel like the monster trucks would eventually have to transform. Like, there would just be this giant mecha dom made out of cars, and it still (laughs) just mumbles everything. Well, Transformers is in this universe. Like, it's universal, right? So, like, it can happen. Till Disney buys it. So, before we get the rankings, I have a very important question for you. I think we kind of teased this early on, and this it's a, I, did, I didn't prep you guys for this, so I hope you have an answer. Who is your favorite character? You've now seen everything there is to see except for the trailer for F9. Han. Han. Okay. Han. 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 Followed by Han. Very close behind all the Hans. Maybe even some of them get lapped by Letty, right? But it's like, Han and Letty are kind of my shit. And if I had to throw somebody else that I love in, I guess it's Hobbs. Like, and Dom. Like, I, but, like, I want to be bros with Dom. I want us to get a beer together, play some video games, jack each other off, and then, like, go <laughs> for a drive. I want to be bros with Dom. So that's, like, a different thing for me. I don't put him on the same scale in terms of characters that I think are the best developed kind of ideas of characters. It's Han, Letty, uh, Hobbs for me. Cool. And Kevo, what about you? You know, I really thought about it in the last like 20 seconds since you asked. And <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Tej. Ooh. Or Ramsey, but we haven't seen her in enough. So I don't really think that like she could die next movie. So I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. But yeah, overall, I think Tej. We talked in the last episode when we were discussing Crossroads, the similarities between him and Roman. And so he's like a cooler Roman. I find Roman to be probably the funniest, but he's such a fucking baby all the time that, you know, he can't win my favorite. You know, we've never had anybody say Ramsey for this question, which I think is very cool. We had one listener write in, like, we've never really culled listener submissions, but one person just wrote in, Jerry wrote in, just like, here's my answers to the question. We're like, okay, I guess I'll write these down. And he said... Tej, but like you're both kind of outside the box like no offense to you nico because joe and i both said the same thing but like han is just like it's han like how could you not say han He's like it's almost cool. like yeah it's almost like han doesn't count when edgar wright ranked his like 500 favorite movies or 100 favorite movies or whatever he did top 10 favorite movies he's like ricky oh the story of ricky is too good of a movie that's number zero like that's not even on my list like that doesn't count and then like beyond that's my top 10 so like it almost feels like we get that it's han but then like really who is it so I refuse to say Han where I stand in December of 2020 because we still don't know where that story is going. And much like I couldn't say Giselle, I still think it's really bullshit that he died. Perhaps by the end of this franchise or this narrative, I will feel differently depending on what they might eventually do with that character. I think they did him too dirty for me to say that he's the best character in the franchise. I think that's letting the creators off the hook for what they did to him. I might have to let them off the hook because he's so off the hook. (laughs) He's got me off the chain. He's He's off the charts. He's so cool. He's off to see the wizard. (laughs) The wonderful wizard of Dom. Oh, that's so high. Every time you say Dom, I'm just like, yeah, I just want to hang out with him. Like, Like, I can't even help it. Dom has become so much more than just 
I mean, I sort of see all of these characters as just stand-ins for the actors having a good time. I'm not exactly convinced there's a script. I'm convinced there's good notions to do, but I don't know that there's a script. When I think Dom, I think he's so much more than just Vin Diesel being cool. He's Vin Diesel trying to find a way to break down hyper-masculine stereotypes by showing that it's okay to be an emotional creature who's motivated by family, not just by sex, drugs, and money. He's not actually motivated by power. We see so many opportunities for Dom to have power, use power, and abuse power. And instead, he routinely turns it over because for him, it's about the race, living life, and protecting your family. In a lot of ways, I know he's more violent than, but Dom is kind of a Captain America. He would never want the position of power. He's got the power. I mean, like some of my favorite movie scenes ever are Cap in the helicopter, Cap chopping wood. Cap coming out of the transformation machine. I'm just going to keep naming scenes that I have stills of in that folder I have. But I think the (laughs) point is more that Dom really is a Captain America wrapped up in the idea of a car action hero. And for that reason, he just transcends so many tropes. It's a specific thing that Vin Diesel was able to accomplish. It's a really hard thing to balance that masculine energy with a progressive idea without sacrificing the idea of the hero's journey. Vin Diesel just goes on a separate list because he's not really my favorite character. There's times Dom is a little bit flat. They don't give him enough to express himself. I I can tell you my least favorite character is original Deckard Shaw. Okay. Like I hate original (laughs) Deckard Shaw more than I hate one day at a time getting canceled. You like original, you like new Deckard better than original Deckard. Oh, because new Deckard is a lovable version of Dom. Yeah, no question. He's just funny Dom. They like said, let's have Dom and Brian have a baby and let's have it have Jason Statham's abs. And even completely separate from the fact that we now have to accept Deckard as a good guy, he just wasn't a good villain in the first place. Mm. So, yeah, villain Deckard sucks. It's funny that you guys were, that Nico was mentioning that he sees Dom as Captain America because we always picture Hobbs as Captain America. You're right, character wise and like personality wise, and like the actions that he performs are way more in line with Captain America than Hobbs is. I think Hobbs is a Nick Fury. Oh, he's the guy who's like, I've been here all along, I've been in charge all along, I am the fucking law. And when I have to, I will step out and I will beat you with my giantness. I will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. Yeah. And like, it's a very unique thing because Tony Stark is the guy who can always pull it out. Tony Stark is the guy who at the last second is always going to find a way to say, I am Iron Man. And it's just so perfect. So you think that's Brian? No, that's Letty. That's the person who can always say, you come in. And I know you've got this. He never worries that Letty will fail. He worries that Letty will die saving the day. He's never scared that she'll she'll not accomplish her goal. He's scared Mm. that she won't come home at night. And that's the kind of fear that a Steve has for a Tony. That Tony is going to self-destruct in protecting the world. The dynamics are different because it's not about character. It's not about character archetype in this instance. It's not about setting the dominoes and pointing to them. It's not a one for one. It's about understanding a role they fill within each other. Brian's kind of like a Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I can see Spider-Man it. Spider-Man is brilliant and knows everything and can do everything. 
but he's so untested. What is it? You suck at fighting. You still suck at fighting. Like you still fight like shit. <laughs> and that's very teenage boy reacting. You know, that's very. I need to prove my masculinity and my intensity. And if there's one thing that Peter tries to do, it's constantly prove that he deserves to hang with these people. We do have to recognize that there's a bit of a skew on the dimensions because it starts with Brian as opposed to Brian coming in halfway through the narrative arc. I do want to point out, though, that Hobbs does have the most cap moment in Hobbs and Shaw, where he talked about the helicopter, but he literally grabs the chain and grabs the truck and does that helicopter scene from Captain America's Winter Soldier, but in Hobbs and Shaw. So, like, I like that he's a Nick Fury, but he also has a cap moment for sure. Oh, absolutely. Nick Fury is going to have a fuck ton of those, if I have my say, in the upcoming Secret Invasion show. And, you know, Nick Fury had some goddamn badass moments in Captain Marvel. He is one of the unsung heroes of that well-underappreciated film. Beautiful. Yeah, and we just talked about Captain Marvel very briefly on our last episode because he starred in Long Kiss Goodnight, and Captain Marvel was the second time in his career he helped an amnesiac woman remember who she was. So, True. very fitting for this lap. Okay, the most difficult part, or maybe not. I don't know how easy or difficult this was. We talked about your favorite characters. Let's do your rankings now. And I don't know what you rank, but we have nine movies, two seasons of the TV show, the video game, and two short films. So the only requirement was the nine movies, but whatever you guys want to rank, go for it. Either work top down, bottom up, whatever you want to do. I don't know if one person wants to do all of them. Like, we've never done those two people at the same time before. Yeah, like, we've never done it. Do you want to do... Like, I kind of want to have both of you either start at the top and, like, alternate go down, or both of you start at the bottom and alternate and go up. So I will let you guys decide how you want to do this, but I am ready, I am anxious, and I am excited. I'm sure you're surprised, but I want to start at the bottom. I want to start with the bottoms and uh, work my way up. And really so, give it to the bottoms? Yeah, it's really what I want to do. Now, Keva, what's your list out of? 14. Mine's out of 12. So, Nico, what did you not rank? I ranked everything, but I did not separate the shorts from their films. So you put Los Bonaleros with four, and you put Turbocharged with two? Correct. Okay. 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 So do you want me to do my bottom two first, and then we can just go po- do point for point, or do you want us... Genuinely, and I mean this without exaggeration, If you're, I'm not cutting this part out, if you want the ultimate version of this, go listen to their recount recap of the MCU working up, and me getting so angry from time to time, where things were like, in my opinion, wildly wrong. You guys are the, the ranking master. However you want to do this, whatever you think makes the most sense. I guess, Kevo, do your bottom two, just get those out of the way, and then we'll go up from there. Oh yeah, I know. I was asking Nico. Right? Oh. <laughs> so I can make mine 14. I can comfortably make mine 14, so why don't we go point for point, bottom up. And Stop then say bragging. which ones are the ties. Yeah, seriously, my dream would be just like 14 bottoms lined up for me saying faster, more furious. It would be a dream. <laughs> so, Kevo, you want to you wanna kick this shebang off? My very bottom... Is too fast, too furious. That's a very common last place runner. It's right really just out of character, weird and racist, and it, it it only gets points for introducing the character of Roman. I'm really glad that they kept that. Now, for me, I unfortunately had to make number tw- number fourteen crossroads because I didn't feel there was enough story to really generate a ranking. If this had been like the Kentucky Derby, it would have just been. And also showing, and it would not have gotten a number. Yeah, we don't really include that one normally. That's why I left it out when I was like giving you guys the list, too. 13, I have the turbocharged prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious, if okay. only because its existence is hilarious. That ranks <laughs> above 2F, 2F for me. 
so I, I like that if you're working your way through, you're like, nothing can be worse than this. You're like, ah, shit, something's worse than this. My number 13 is Tokyo Drift. Okay, wow. It's just so appropriative, and it literally t- treats the entirety of Japanese culture like a robe that it can throw on the floor. It's an insensitive, disrespectful film that inserts white saviors into another culture, and the last thing we need is white people going to Asia and saying, I'm Asian better than you are. I really could not justify Tokyo Drift outside of its score. It's not even really Han. That's Han the way early Shaw is Shaw. Okay, Okay. fair enough. I like that. And I don't disagree with anything you said. I only ranked it a little bit higher because at least it is some amount of diversity and visibility. And I like the things that it might connect to later in the franchise. My number 12, however was the very first, The Fast and the Furious. Wow, it's, okay. I ultimately don't feel it was very good. It reads like Point Break with cars, and mm-hmm. there's some rough language, and I think the franchise has really gone in such a completely different direction from where it started that it almost doesn't feel like the same thing at times. Yeah, if you don't have the nostalgia for it, it feels like people that have come into the franchise later rank it much lower just because you lose a huge piece of the nostalgia for it. We can all still recognize the problems that it has if you look at it today or even then. Having that, like when you saw it when you were 12 and it was like cars and, you know, fun times and stuff, you're like, oh, this was much cooler than people looking at it retrospectively. Yeah, like, I really like it, but it's never going to be my favorite one of these movies just because, like, I just don't... I I watched it after I saw Five, right? And, like, I think Five is a perfect movie just about, so... It feels like something that they would, if they had the ability, like the Fox X-Men-verse, just try and pretend doesn't exist and move forward without, but you really can't do it in a franchise like this. I think the closest thing we're ever going to get to it is Four. Like, they essentially were like, hey, you don't need to see one now that you've seen Four. We're going to pretend one didn't really happen, and two didn't really happen, and three didn't really happen like jump on board now well i'm glad we're pretending that two didn't happen because my numbers 12 and 11 are turbocharged the prelude to two and then number <laughs> two i can't believe the franchise got more films after two and three it's <laughs> it's kind of a miracle right it's kind yeah. of like drinking expired milk and then drinking more expired milk a couple of weeks later like <laughs> I just don't understand. My 11 and 12 are the film and then it's awkward music video because those two things just don't work for me. I respect it. (laughs) Makes sense, yeah. Whereas my number 11 is actually where the Fast and Furious Crossroads game landed for, again, all the same reasons. There isn't really a lot of story to it. It's a piece of content that exists. Yes, exactly. But it ultimately feels kind of pointless with very few points given for the introduction of Asia Kate Dillon as Sam and Sonequa Martin-Green as Vienna. And um, hot Latino Sebastian guy. I would I would fuck if he wasn't a video game. <laughs> Speaking of Sebastian, I do want to say really quickly that on the recent episodes of X's for Podcast, every time we talk about Sebastian Shaw, I'm like, is he a Shaw brother? And he just got mad I spit on your grave revenged at in the last issue of Marauders. It was something fucking glorious. All right, number 10. Kevo, you want to go or Nico, you want to go? Number 10. I'll go because this is ultimately where I ranked Tokyo Drift. Uh, Like I said, awkward use of Asian culture, but introduces Han, and we know that there are things that will potentially factor into future films, so I am willing to see how all of that will pan out before I decide whether or not I would want to drop it lower in my rankings. Okay. I think what's interesting is my number 10 is Spy Racer Season 2. 
I liked it a lot, but the more I thought about it, I kind of walked away going, did anything happen? Yes. Spy Racers Season 2 is a couple of cool character points that should have been in Spy Racers Season 1, which had better content. 2 was fun, but it wasn't a film to me. I was trying to think about it when I was doing the rankings. I knew you guys were doing rankings, and you included Spy Racers today. And in my list, when I was thinking in my head, I was thinking like, how much of Spy Racers do I actually remember? It's not much. In season two, I remember a monkey and some quicksand. Yeah, that's about it. I, I'm with you on that one. Yep. I have defenses of season two, but we'll get to that when I get to my ranking of it. Okay, so just a, just as a baseline, for your bottom five, you share four of the same five. The only one that Kevo has down there that Nico's not ranked yet is Fast and Furious, the first one. Nico's ranked Spy Racers too, but otherwise, you guys pretty much agree on four things as like, these are kind of the worst of the franchise. Good to know. Number nine. Uh, Fate of the Furious. Okay. I was not impressed by Charlize's character. I was not impressed by the fridging of Elena or the random introduction of the baby or the ice race sequence. <laughs> Although the submarine stuff was hilariously fun. It's not my favorite note to have left off on before the next film. That's for sure. Fair enough. Okay. It, it, it's ranked pretty low commonly as well. I don't want to get beat up, but Furious 7... Barely cracked my top 10. Okay. I thought it was just super emotionally manipulative. You know, it was a good way to write off Paul Walker. You did the best with what you could. But it was really clear to me that this was one of those peddler and the thief sort of situations. That was this movie by Don Bluth that he tried to make for 15, 20 years. And it had a lot in common with Aladdin. And Aladdin came out during it. So they kept having to change things. And when the movie finally came out, it was just really clearly animated over 20 years. <laughs> That's kind of what Furious 7 feels like to me. They really did the best they could, but it doesn't necessarily ultimately result in a film I love. I'm with you, man. I, I, I think the more that I watch Furious 7, I think that the best part about it is the emotional attachment to Brian. And that if you can remove yourself from that, there's a lot that it's lacking. Especially because it's very easy to notice when you look for it, how much they had to film around mm -hmm, Brian. Mm -hmm. And that's why it ultimately landed at number eight on my list as well. Uh, and I want to bring attention again to how annoying Deckard Shaw is in it <laughs> and how really annoying it is that in the next movie, only two years later, suddenly he's part of their team. There's no way around it. Yep. It's, it's weird. And speaking of movies where the characterization just sort of goes out the window, for my number eight, I have the first Fast and Furious, just not a movie I really care about. Like, I'd watch it again if you ask me to. But, like, if I was at a friend's house and they were like, yo, you want to smoke a bowl? And I was like, sure, man, right? And they're like, oh, yo, Fast and Furious is on. I would be like, I got to go. I've called an Uber. And, like, really? I okay. just wouldn't want to sit down and watch it again. Like, it, I don't feel the need to rewatch that movie unless it was Vin. If Vin or Tyler Posey, because that's sort of my same bro fantasy for both, <laughs> were like, sit down, bowl, movie, I would be like, okay, because you're in it. Because you're the cousin of the guy who's in it. I'd watch it again just to compare it to everything that came later, though. I am curious how it will read both now and when, I guess, Eleven comes out. Yeah, like with the more time between the two and how they 
like end cap it. And to see if there's anything that they try to do to connect the ending of the narrative back to the beginning. Because, you know, writers love doing stuff like that. But we also have a theory on here that like they don't <laughs> actually go back and look at anything they've done. They're like, yeah, well, no. We're... Like, there's so many opportunities for slam dunk, like Easter egg or joke, like a reference back. And like, they never do it. So <laughs> yeah. I don't like if you're holding out hope for that one, Kevo, I would not. I would not. Don't lose sleep over that one. Oh, don't worry. I never do. <laughs> Your number seven. My number seven was Los Bandoleros. Okay. Uh, it only fell that short because it's a short film. So Fair enough. So there's really a lot to love, but I thought it was really interesting, weirdly fun and creative, and given extra points for Vin Diesel's creative involvement. My number seven is Fate of the Furious, and the only reason it's even at number seven, I think because I loved the ice chase. Okay. That sequence at least felt new to me. Sure. There hasn't really been an extended ice chase in the Marvel Universe that I can think of. Like, <laughs> when I think of ice battles, I guess I think of Roland Emmerich and people trying to survive ice. Like, you know, you don't get a lot of frost giants, you know what I mean? So, like, a lot of that sequence was painstakingly well designed. The flaws of the movie are significant, but the direction of the movie helped me out. And I cool. feel like the ice sequence was also a good call for auto fans because what's the what's the trucker show where they drive over the ice ice road truckers yeah truckers, so yeah. like i think that that is really playing into the sort of thing that their fan base would enjoy to see in a way that's still exciting for other audiences that's a really good point that's a good point yeah thanks Kevin, number six fast and furious I thought it was a decent reinvigoration of the franchise, although Brian being in the FBI after 2F2F was fucking ludicrous, <laughs> and I don't remember Not if tish. there is any competent explanation for it. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but apart from that aspect of it, I, yeah, thought it was a really nice reintroduction to the characters and really brought the franchise into a more modern era. I like that. Nika, number six. Sitting just outside of my top five is Spy Racer Season 1. I okay. like it a lot, but there's something about the fact that it does feel like a quickly animated TV show. I don't think anybody was like forced to do audio work from their phone at home or anything, but I feel like there maybe were spots where they could have given the actors another take. The actors did great. The animation was fun and fresh and different. The bad guy felt like a later Fast and Furious bad guy. But there was a lot of potentiality for a dynamic reinvigoration of the series thanks to the fact that it was animated and you weren't held down by physical limitations mm -hmm. that I don't think came due. Ultimately, it was a good time. But if you're taking the Fast and Furious into an animated series, I want to see a little bit more than rehashes of cool car stuff I saw live action. Especially because it's so much more exciting and engaging as live action, whether they end up using CG in the film or it's a physical stunt, which is all the more more impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kevo, breaking into your top five is... For five, we're going with five. Fast wow, five. Wow, okay. It's mostly because it's a pretty inoffensive film overall it's got a pretty general plot it doesn't have too much of the soapy stuff to it where it's all about like blood vendettas and whatnot <laughs> it was a fun introduction to luke hobbs uh knowing elena's ultimate fate kind of sours the film more than i wish it did okay but still overall all right nico rounding out my fist at number five 
is going to be Hobbs and Shaw, okay. which okay. I feel like I was more negative on in the episode where we covered it. But the more I thought about it, if they had just turned the last third mm-hmm. into a half of the movie mm-hmm. or its own movie, Hobbs and Shaw could have been number two for me. Just like all of the Samoa stuff? Yeah, I would have watched an entire movie of Hobbs and Shaw in Samoa with some cutbacks to situations that led them there you know for a franchise about family this movie avoided family like the fucking plague and then we finally get family now it feels like a fast and furious movie i I do need to say that this movie had incredible diversity by virtue of the you know the samoan characters but it did kind of feel weird that the movie did eventually turn into everybody beat up the black guy I know he was the villain, but this <laughs> franchise has a history of being like, look at our diversity. That guy's in the background. He's not really a lead. That guy's the bad guy. Why is every Latino but Letty evil except the times she's evil and then she's also evil? <laughs> I literally forgot about Idris Elba's character when I was doing this list. I'm not even joking. It wasn't even a factor in my ranking of Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Kevin, number four, you're Mount Rushmore. Number four is Fast and Furious 6. Hey! Hey, matchy buddy. All right. I thought it was an interesting way to bring back Letty, but Elena accepting that Dom loves Letty plus Giselle specifically sacrificing herself for Han was not the greatest of looks. The action was fun, and I like that it didn't take multiple movies to get Letty back to the family, that she was reintroduced, and by the end, she's back where she's supposed to be. Same for same reasons. Easy enough. I am looking at Kev. I'm looking at Kevo's list, and like in his top three, it is a remarkable top three. Thanks. I'm excited. I, I don't. I can't piece it out because he added the video game and stuff. My brain can't count that many things oh, at it's, once. I don't want to say it's a weird, like it's a bad way, but it's a weird top three. It's one that we have it not is. seen before. Okay. It's a very recent top three, and it is yeah. a top three that wants nothing to do with the main franchise. Yeah. So, Kevo, your number three is? Honestly, my number three is where it is in part because I was rushing to get my homework done. I don't know if I would leave it at number three, but currently it is Spy Racers season one. Okay. Okay. I probably would ultimately move it lower if I gave this whole thing more thought. I just sort of kept it near Spy Racers season two. Just I don't even know. It's hard to list them. I agree. It it makes it difficult. We sometimes I have to like you know do the bottom and the top and then kind of piece together the middle. I think that that's like the easiest way to do it. But it's it's difficult every time I do it too. So it's like Jenga but with words. Exactly. Yeah. Plus you know in three years or whenever 11 comes out we'll have to do a, another re-ranking or re-racking so you have time you have lots yeah, of time exactly. nothing but time i'm sure it'll fall eventually because there wasn't really even anything that was too special or standout-ish about it that i noted it was a decent intro to the concept but it's mostly meandering and it's mostly just them driving around la which we've seen in the movies done so much better which is why i'm like eh, it'll probably fall in my rankings eventually now nico has a much more traditional conventional top three nico what is your top three what is your number three well you can call my number three freddy because it's fast five and there was a hip-hop artist in the 1980s named fast five freddy (laughs) oh he was in the blondie song rapture that she goes fast five freddy and then like he's in the video (laughs) with her i just think fast five is big dumb good action movie make me happy nas octane vroom vroom it's kind of like the fastiest, furiest movie. It's definitely the point at which we stop being able to be like, Fast Force, Furious Force, Heart of the Race, because it finally stopped being a joke, right? (laughs) It was like 
the point at which the franchise said, no, we want you to take us a little bit more seriously than just get drunk with your buddies and throw shit at the TV. It finally said, these have been fun. Let's try and make a movie worth its budget. I think it deserves to be top three for that reason, that it was a creative step to find a narrative voice. It's the Avengers. It's its Avengers moment and it's the Avengers structure and the plot and like the, oh, this is a thing now. My number two is Spy Racer season two. Which is kind of amazing. Crazy high. I really liked it a lot more than season one. I love that they gave more for the female characters to do. I really, really genuinely appreciated uh, the use of Layla Gray as a non-villain. I think the psych out was fine ultimately because of all like the mind control stuff and it wasn't her fault. I had been concerned after season one what they were going to do with her character, but I think she was ultimately used well. Rafaela was funny. I think that the overall season plot being mind control using a foreign soda is weird, but... (laughs) You know, it's a cartoon, and that's yeah. one of the things that I recognize about it. Yoka, 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 yoka. Now, Nigo, you're number two. I already pre-wrote in your number one, so I know what your number two is. But please, if people are playing along at home, what is your number two? And, you know, honestly, it's kind of like flip-floppy. I can give reasons why my number one is my number two and my number two is my number one if I wanted to. If you're asking me, based on what I saw, and to rate it as what it is, my number two is probably the fourth movie. Uh-huh. There's something honest about trying in the fourth movie like okay you know one is dumb two is dumb three is dumb but four comes in and is like hey guys we know that you guys kind of liked us oh, i'm sorry well hey guys uh, we know you guys kind of <laughs> uh, so uh, we thought that maybe we'll come back and make another movie and jordana brewster is just like i love work <laughs> and michelle rodriguez has never turned down a paycheck you know, at the same time, Paul Walker. What the she fuck did Paul? One. Did she not in that one? No, that's the one where they're getting. Oh revenge. right, that's where they're getting revenge. Well, she's well, no, but then she dies in that one, so she's in it. Ugh. Girl loves a paycheck. Paul Walker. What was he gonna do? Into the blue too? Yeah. Like, true. what was he? What was he up to? And so, like, they get all these actors back together. They're getting the band back together, man. Like, they they're sort of like you know, first movie was a funny car racing movie with a little bit of real life violence, kind of like. It's going to sound so dumb, but like half sack from Sons of Anarchy could have walked into the first Fast and Furious movie and it would have been fine. <laughs> then Fast and Furious 2, I, I, I don't know how, to, how else to say it. It's just sort of like a titty bar sequence away from being a made for cable movie. Tokyo Drift, I've already said, is a CW show trying to appropriate Japanese culture for a white savior. And <laughs> Black Sash. Black Sash. This movie comes out of nowhere and it's kind of like... Hey guys, I like you and I want you to like (laughs) me. So here's our best effort. Truly, the Jan Brady, I want you to like me. It's the new Jan Brady of Fast Furious 4. RuPaul came up to that movie and said, girl, you better work. And it works. (laughs) And like, that's why this is my number two. It tries harder. It's Rihanna. It tries twice as hard to be taken half as seriously that's kind of legit. It's 
totally, that's a great read on it. I really like that. And I will say, without spoiling your number one, it is not a feature film, it's something else. So this is the first time someone has given us a ranking of all the films, and the fourth one is their number one of the core franchise. True. So you've set yes. new ground here. And also, Keva, with your number one, the only other person to rank this as their number one had only ranked two movies. And she's like, I like this one better than the one we just watched. So you were also <laughs> setting new ground here. It's really, truly the first to like this one as your number one, which is, drumroll please, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Will it stay at my number one? I'm not sure. But I think one of the things I probably most enjoyed about this movie, beyond, you know, getting to highlight Simone culture, which, again, as we discussed earlier, really should have been featured more in the film, especially as I pointed out on the episode for it. Based on how much of it was featured in the trailer, I was very disappointed and very let down by how little of the film they were featured in. This movie gave a lot more agency to a female character than I think we had seen throughout the entire franchise before it. Mm -hmm. And so that part was really cool. And then, Nico, you're number one, which could have been your number two. Okay, but let me give you a weird bit of of preface Uh. on this. It's a short preface, okay? (laughs) (laughs) If you're asking me what I think is better for what it is. Like, I think one of the best things I've ever seen in my life is the Madonna music video for Frozen. It's five minutes, there is one person in it, and it is a complete interpretation of the dark sadness of that song. And for five minutes and like 38 seconds, I am completely enraptured by this blue filter contrasted with white and black. It is one of the most gripping things I've ever seen. If you're asking me what is a better thing for the amount of time it is, the amount of money that went into it, and what it represents, the Madonna film version of Evita, or the Madonna music video Frozen, I'm going to tell you that you should go shove that movie up your ass and go listen to Patti Lapone sing Evita because it's better. And then I'm going to tell you that Frozen is a phenomenal music video that tells a story that I love. I'm not saying that Los Bandoleros is superior to all Fast and Furious movies in all ways. But if what you're asking me is for the amount of time I spent watching it and for the amount of energy I had to put into it, what did I get the most enjoyment minute for minute out of? It's Los Bandoleros. That gave me a greater sense of overall holistic pleasure and joy than any other single piece of the Fast and Furious franchise did. In that way, it is the Frozen in comparison to Madonna's Evita. It's not that I think Daredevil as a show is necessarily vastly superior to everything else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but if you're asking me minute for minute what makes me the happiest, it's the Daredevil TV show. That's how I feel about Los Bandoleros. I know it's a short and that it's not really part of the canon in the same way. It's canon, but it's not the same kind of canon. The term we keep using for this on X is canonist. I'm being a bit of a canonist here, but Los Bandoleros, number one. I love how much you love it. It makes me it makes me really warm, and you've brought in my love for Los Bandoleros up just because of the joy that it brings you. It's like just contagious, right? You've definitely given me more respect for low spin like i love it because it's fun and it's 20 minutes and you get to see letty and dom and that's like a really raw yo and that's the hottest vin diesel has ever looked in his entire life that is 1000 percent daddy candy and i want to cover parts of myself in the syrup of it like 
Good lord, that man is so beautiful. Do you cover candy in syrup? <laughs> no, I turn candy into syrup, and I guess I dipped my dong in it. I'm not exactly sure where that was going, but I think I said that I want to turn Vin Diesel into syrup and uh, go to town. I will say, I think that this is, if not definitive proof, but pretty much proof that like the most polarizing movie in the franchise, I think by far, is Hobbs and Shaw. And the fact that two people who had never seen any of these rank them, in terms of the main franchise, the nine only, number four and number one, shows that a lot of that is just like what a Fast and Furious movie quote-unquote should be. And if you're willing to give it a chance, Hobbs and Shaw is a lot of fun and one it's of the better ones. It's definitely, it's, I think it's one of the most fun of all the movies. When I ranked them by fun, Hobbs and Shaw is like... And part of that for me is because it wasn't so bogged down by all of the history yep. of the main narrative. It's not that these characters didn't exist in that history, but all you need to know about them really is they don't fucking like each other. That's it. And I can say what it's missing that makes me like it so much. All right, so if you grew up gay, you watched a lot of gay movies, and there's always that point at about, because gay movies are always really short. So like a gay movie is always like 75 minutes long. And there's always that point at like the 62 minute mark where the guy is trying to come out and he's really struggling and he's in public and the guy that he has interest in, you know, he winds up calling him a fag in front of his friends just because he's, you know, I can't do this. Yep. In the last two minutes of the movie, they start making out and it implies that they're going to be happy together forever and you can go fuck yourself with that. But I bring it up because I hate that, oh, there's betrayal, the darkness, when it might, but my heart if, I can't stand that. It is so manufactured in the real world adults it's not like you know not always and you know there's shit talk and there's subtweeting don't get me wrong but in the real world if someone does something like that to your face you go what the fuck you just called me a faggot in front of everyone you know you suck my dick right like you get aggressive about it you would you would talk about it in the real world you would engage and i really loathe when movies like if dom were ever to be like i don't love you letty I just think you're trash. I think you're a hot bag of garbage. We got to go back. I mean, we saw what you're talking about in Fate of the Furious, where they were like, no, there's something wrong here. And it wasn't, we believe Dom is evil. But it's that when movies do that, but we believe Dom is evil crap, that I can't stand it. And I kept thinking that at some point in the film, Shaw was going to be like, ha ha, I tricked you the whole time because I'm just a scally lad. And- (laughs) That's a good reference if you get it. And then it turns out to be a double trick, but like, who was that for? The fact that Hobbs and Shaw doesn't make a big deal of one of those, it doesn't drag it out. I don't feel like there's any point where these two men are about to turn on each other for real. That's good for me. Like, that that makes a movie better. I want genuine characters asking, acting genuinely. When people are like, oh, it was subterfuge all along. And I'm like, okay. But is it subterfuge or are you a bad writer and you're trying to pad your runtime? Yeah. Oh, my God. But I just realized I can't wait to talk to Joey when we finally cover Fan 4 Stick and compare the ending of Hobbs and Shaw to the ending of Josh Trank's Fantastic Four, where they realize they need to work together. (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't that the end of every Fantastic Four movie, though, really? No, because half the time it's one of them needs to do all the work while the others get a bunch of the credit. All right. Now that we have looked back and ranked everything let us now look to the future and let us watch together for the first time for you guys the three minute and 50 second f9 trailer do you have one in particular we're supposed to watch if you search f9 trailers the official trailer hd from the fast saga's got like 47 million views 
So you guys have never seen this before. You know stuff about it. Like, you know Han is in here somewhere. You know some things about other stuff. But I want to just catch your, your... Feel free to react or not react in real time. I'm going to put the audio under this. So I'm going to count it down. Three, two, one, play. And on play, hit play. All right? You guys ready? Yep. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Sounds like he's doing Nico's impression of Dom. <laughs> oh, Letty, cute new hair. Right? And Dom looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, little Brian. Oh. It's VD. I haven't watched this in forever. Same. Too fast, too forever. Oh, Ramsey yeah. with Braves, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot he caught her again too on the on the hood. Yeah. When I think of John Cena, I think he looks like Scrappy Doo, so seeing him be tall is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I see it in the face. I get it. Man, this trailer, like, I forgot how, how good this looks. It looks awesome, yeah. It's been 11 months since this came out. Jesus. You uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't have the dumb white predator braids. Charlie showed up, in case people are following along at home. <laughs> She has a bangs though. Yeah, these are bad bangs. She looks like a hamburger. Oh yeah, there was a meme that was going around like she is oh. the Karen, the middle man. Like, can I see your manager? Tasha That's the Yara. hair look. That's the haircut. It's mad Tasha Yar. I love you, Helen. Yep. Oh. This is also remember the Justin Lin return to the franchise. So we have that like swooping camera around. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Joel, Dana Brewster, getting, getting any action is cool. Did you see that? Do you guys just see it? Do you see who that was? Was that Your Han? Boy Sean, back from Tokyo Drift, baby. Oh, oh, no, I, didn't see that. I did not notice Sean. It's hard to He's watch and, smile. and talk at the same time. Sorry. No, it's cool. That scene's going to be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just see stuff that I'm like, oh, God, how did we get here? Oh. What? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No Jets. No jets. <laughs> We've done flames, though. It's fine. Uh-oh. No. I totally <laughs> forgot how insane this is. <laughs> Zip lining. Yep. <laughs> insane. Insanity. Oh my. Oh right. I love you. 
Oh, hug forever! Justice ah! is coming. coming. No, don't get tickets now, because the movie's never coming out. Well, so. we did, and then we returned them, so, like, yeah. I mean, we had tickets, <laughs> they just... So what do you guys think? I have to be honest. The experience of having to watch that live on air and have talking over it was like really horrible for me and really sorry. stressful. It was one of the worst trailer viewing experiences of my life. I'm so, I'm so sorry. But um, it looks interesting except for I don't give a fuck about the John Cena stuff. Okay. Like, honestly, it felt like it could have been a trailer for Avengers or for Thor or for Transformers or for Fantastic Four or yep. for Fast Furious. Or for Bond, like, there were a lot of, this is what a trailer looks like now, elements to it, right? Yeah. That's just how trailers are. They're made to look a certain, like, brain poison kind of way. Yeah. I really liked parts of it. Uh, I think they do rely a bit too much on, you know this stuff by now. And they don't say enough names, which is just me being picky. But it looks cool. It looks like more of the same. And that's what I'm in for. I see where you're coming from, where it's the ninth film, so that you feel that they aren't really talking about who the characters are enough. But it's one of the reasons that I have more and more uh, been pointing to to defend Rise of Skywalker as a film. It's the ninth film in the franchise. It's not supposed to be something that, like, when a franchise starts to get that big, it's really more about the people who are following it than it is about trying to bring in new random people. If you expect to be able to follow everything of the ninth film of a sequential story without knowing anything of what came before it, well, you know, that's what's going to happen to you. Yeah, do some homework. I, I get it. Like, at nine, yeah, you're expected to, like, come on. Like, it should be reasonably accessible, but, like, you know that, like, nobody's first movie is going to be the ninth in a franchise, right? Well, no, you that's actually the point of continuing to make films, though. Like, you're yeah. hoping that new people come in. You're right, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. like, good. okay, like, I guess, yeah, you have John Cena, Cardi B is in this one. So there really just does come a point where, like, if you're not making movies to bring in new fans, but you know that your old fans are going to keep leaving the franchise, this has to be someone's first movie. This has True. to draw someone in. I don't think there's anything in this trailer to draw someone new in. But it's to draw people back, right? It's the people who like left and like, oh, I'll, I'll see what Han's, I'll see what, I'll, I'll fuck with Han for a second. And I think that because, what was it, seven was the most successful by far, and eight kind of lost people, and Hobbs and Shaw, I don't know, I don't know if Hobbs and Shaw had fan, had like Fast Furious fans. I think Hobbs and Shaw also had generic fun action movie starring The Rock and Jason Statham. But I think for a spinoff film, you expect there to be less imperative to be able to know what's going on in the main narrative as well. Yeah. So I will um, apologize once more for uh, kind of ruining the trailer watching experience. I just wanted to capture your your experience on here. But when you guys return, if you would do us the favor, you can also say no. But when you return for Fast and Furious Spy Race to Sahara, if you want to watch it again in your preferred ideal watching environment, and if you have new thoughts or whatever, be happy to talk about it then. If not, yeah. that's cool too. I'm sure I'll have more thoughts because now that it's now that I've watched the trailer, I'll probably do some homework on what's known or not known. Yeah. All right. So the final thing to do before we say goodbye for now is to, I want you both to retake the Fast and Furious character quiz to see if you are the same character you got in our intro interview or if you're going to get a new one. So just as a refresher, Nico, you were Tej and Kevo, you were Hobbs. So it's it's very adorable in a marriage sense that Kevo's favorite character was Tej because his favorite character, I guess, in life is. is Nico. That's really cool. And yeah. one of Nico's favorite characters is Hobbs and that was Kevo. So That's really interesting. Out. Wow. We're very attracted to each other's physical, psychological avatars. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing. All right. 
So I'm going to read a question. I'm going to get both of your answers, and I'll give yeah. you one versus the and the yep, the other. Okay. So here we go. Seven questions, six answers each. Are you both ready to see if you're the same character or different? I'm always ready. Let's do it. And I also realized, Joe, what? we have to add characters in for Spy Racers too. Now that we know those characters, like I would love to get Echo in here. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. We could definitely add some more. That works. So okay. Question number one: How fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster. Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? I remain roller coaster. I, I live my life one roller coaster car at a time. Yeah, let's also go with roller coaster. Question number two, you know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? I guess now you can add Tom Cruise on that movie set that one time. Although, we were talking about that. Joe and I were talking about that yes. last night. Like, it was rightful anger. It was righteous anger. And he wasn't, like, mean or demeaning to them. He was, like, just angry about the situation. It's the one like, good he thing he's done in the last 10 years. Although, I would point out he's worth over $400 million and has stakes in the points of every single film he's made for the last 17 years. So instead of berating fair. two people who make $30,000 a year, why don't you put some money into PPE? I think very, he very did. Fair. I think that's the thing. But I don't know. I actually, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we'd have to talk about that another time because Scientology doesn't believe in that stuff and he would literally get in trouble. Well, okay, that's fair enough. But how furious are you in general, Nico? That's tough because all of those options kind of suck for my level of anger. I guess I would have to say that for the most part, I'm a nice, friendly science guy. But sometimes I get really mad and I play in slime. So I guess I'm the Hulk. Okay. And Kevo? Should I be answering my worst, my best, or my middle? Whatever you want. Whatever you feel, yeah, whatever is whatever strikes your fancy right now. No, because my best is Charlie Brown, yeah, but at worst, I'm Kylo Ren. So let's settle on a nice The Hulk. Okay, okay. Because Kylo Ren is more furious than The Hulk. I understand that that's not how this scale goes, but Kylo Ren is actually an impotent, whiny baby, whereas The Hulk is literally driven by fear that he is going to be executed by his father. <laughs> yeah, it's fury, not strength, so I was going by that. Fair enough. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Manning the grill, saying grace, kicking back with a beer, babysitting, being the entertainment, or sneaking a snack. It's hard. I'm either at the grill or entertainment. Honestly, I'm so possessive of my burgers, I'm manning the grill. Beer, you know, but not a beer. Yeah. You'd yeah. be sitting back with a nice Coke and Amaretto. Yeah. Maybe an Amaretto sour or something with a nice Ooh. chill buzz to it. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Grabbing a bite? Working on your car? Hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? Yeah, I'm probably working out. But frequently, it's with my friends. But, like, if Kevo and I are, like, watching TV and it's, like, 3.30 and we just have, like, a day off, I'm like, uh, I'm going to work on my abs while we watch this. Whereas I am working on my computer as he does. Makes sense. All right, guys, describe your wedding. Again, hopefully it's the same answer. I think I said the same joke last time. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there, or I don't remember. We literally had both a backyard 10-person wedding when it became legal in New Jersey and had a 120-person Walt Disney World wedding with fireworks as we had dessert. Mm -hmm. so it's a really hard pick. The one that I think meant more to me was the intimate backyard one, but the celebration fun was the Disney one. So I guess, I guess it really is for me the backyard one. I was going to say the same. 
Especially because the option of everyone I know was there doesn't really talk about any sort of intimacy. And we cared about that. Important. I like it. I respect it. Yeah. Congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? I think that I would have to say that I would buy a garage. I would invest in my future. I would want to make sure that I am able to provide for my family in the future. I think quarantine really changed me. We started this project much earlier in the quarantining process, Mm -hmm. and I would absolutely invest in my future. I would open a garage. I think I say the same as well. Uh, There is a certain nostalgia factor to buying your childhood home. But when I thought about giving that answer, I was like, yeah, but you don't need it. And I don't really need my childhood home. I need a home. But if I just won the lottery, that's not the problem here. I would rather be able to invest in my dreams. Final question. It's going to determine everything. What's your drink of choice? At least of these. Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or whatever you're having. Just grab me one of those. I have never been at a bar with friends socially like the, the friend I drink with the most, when we get to the bar, the first thing he says is, this guy will take two Coronas. That's literally, when, when Rich and I go to the bar, first thing when we sit down, he goes, this guy will have two Coronas because that's what I drink if I'm out in public. Beautiful, that's beautiful thing. always been me though, because like that's, that's my dad. Like that's what we had in this house. We had Corona and we had fresh limes so you could drop your lime in your Corona. There is no Perfect. such thing as Corona with lime. There is putting lime in your Corona and I will not hear otherwise. <laughs> and Kevo? Something fruity. Cool. Well, I will tell you that Nico's changed. Okay. Not only did it change, but his old one of Tej, nowhere near the top anymore. Wow. Fewer than half the points of his winner. In second place, with the second most points, Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. Okay. But in first place, Nico, you are Dom Toretto. I I don't want, I I honestly didn't think, I I really thought I was going to get Hobbs. I really thought that I was going to be too straight-laced for this, and like I was going to get Hobbs. I do think Dom has changed me, and I think that's why I went on such a rant at the beginning. Well, you know, a a cheer at the beginning. (laughs) Dom helped me see the ways in which it's okay to be an angry Boy Scout. Yeah. (laughs) I really do think quarantine changed me. I am much more protective of my family and friends now, and getting to grow alongside Dom felt good. Well, let's see if this describes you. Your stoic attitude is intimidating. Your cool demeanor under pressure is inspiring and your expertise under the hood is envied. Here we go. But all those pale in comparison Mm. to your loyalty to your family. You may claim to live your life a quarter mile at a time, but there's nothing you wouldn't do for the people in your life. And at the end of the day, nothing makes you happier than throwing something on the grill and sharing a few Coronas with your familia, (laughs) and you drive Drive like like the the wind wind blows. blows. I don't want to cry or anything, but that sounds like the most perfect life, and that's all I want for 2021. (laughs) I can't even tell you how that literally... Just the idea of socializing with my family and friends Mm -hmm. and, you know, the family I've built, like, you know, X is Kyle or X is Jonah, getting them to come down and get, you know, spend the weekend. That just really sounds like heaven to me. Kevo, yours changed as well. But I will say, kind of remarkably, this is actually honestly ridiculous. What? Kevo, you have a four-way tie for who you are. No way. Hey, that's very Kevo. That is very Kevo. I will let you pick which one you want to be. <laughs> one through four? Just pick a number? No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the four characters. Okay, okay, okay. You're either Tej or Hobbs or Ramsey or Brixton. Who do you think you're most like? And I will read that character description. I know I'm not Kevo and I don't have the right to vote, but Kevo is so Ramsey. 
He is so that guy that comes in and goes, okay, but what's my last name? Have a good time. <laughs> Although my man Sona is definitely Hobbs. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I will beat you with my giant dick is very Kevo. <laughs> so do you want to know, are, you can pick, Ramsey or Hobbs, who do you want to be? Uh, yeah, probably more Ramsey than Hobbs. I'm glad to see that Hobbs is on the list. And I'm glad to see that Tej is still there. It's crazy. So each of these has a point value. Those are all at 38, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other characters with at least 30 points. Like, you're essentially the well-rounded, like, in ice hockey for the NES, there was the average guy who, like, you could just do that. There was the fat guy who was slow and strong. There was a skinny guy who was weak and fast. Like, you are that middle guy, like, the center, like, the the, the perfect all-around person. I, I don't know that you could have a more balanced turnout than this. Like, it is remarkable. So here you go, Kevo. Ramsey. You aren't what you seem like at first glance, and you often take people by surprise. Material things don't mean all that much to you, because you live the best parts of your life in your own mind. Solving problems, learning new skills, inventing things, there's nothing you can't do if you set your mind to it. But that can also sometimes distract you from the world around you. Luckily, your analytical mind also allows you to quickly and accurately size up people, letting you know who to avoid and who's worthy of sticking your neck out for. Family helps keep you safe, so you help keep your family safe. And you drive or hack like the wind blows. Does it say or hack or did you add that? Uh, no, it says hack. These were oh, okay. all written and there's also a very visual computer program that was written and coded by listener and friend Wes Hampton. So he wrote all these descriptions and he coded the thing. So I'm sorry, wait, hold on. Or hack. You have a fan named Wes Hampton. If you mm-hmm. tell me his sister's name is East Hampton and if you tell me that you can get to no. their family estate via the Jitney, I'm going to cry. It, what's that a reference to? The Hamptons. An area of New York that you get to via the Jitney, a type of bus, and there is East Hampton and there is West Hampton. I don't think so, but also maybe. It's West. West, not West. (laughs) That's why Nico said East Hampton. That's why I said East Hampton. Yes, Joey, you you must be so mad that you get me so well now. No, I just, I understand it. I, I, I appreciate and I cherish it, but thank you both for joining us for this lap. You've got more to come. We've got two more episodes with you guys, but yeah. any parting thoughts on the tune-up relap recap before we officially say goodbye, before we unofficially say goodbye down the road? I really thought I was going to get Hobbs or Letty. You know, I really do feel like I, I grew up a lot this year for a million reasons. It was cool that Fast and Furious was a part of it. I look forward to seeing more. I look forward to revisiting the things I like about it. And I would like to thank the production crew for the incredible amount of slash fiction I have built into my head about Uh, most of these actors getting (laughs) all kinds of naked with each other. And Luda with that new hair in this fucking trailer, like that's just the hottest Ludacris has ever looked. So uh, thank you, Chris. I want to thank you for your beautiful hair. I just can't wait to slip back into the familiar role. Han looks good, too. Tom always looks good. He is so unbelievably beautiful. It actually doesn't make sense sometimes. <laughs> it's old sunrises to put them on the same level. And that other guy with the rocket, the Asian guy, was really hot too. Yeah. He's from Tokyo Drift as well. That is, oh fuck, I always forget his Earl. 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 Yes, I always forget his name. Well, then I'm going to keep an eye out for him if I ever have to, if I ever get like hypnototed into watching Tokyo Drift again. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for Earl. Which is definitely the most Tokyo name I've ever heard. So Tokyo. Yeah, I know. Earl was effectively uh, cut from Tokyo Drift. He's in a lot of the deleted scenes. He's played by Jason Tobin, who is a British actor, I think from Hong Kong. I think of Hong Kong descent, maybe. And he he's awesome. Like, he's just a really cool dude who, unfortunately, he and either... So 
either the actress's name is Reiko and her character is Keiko or her character yeah, is Reiko Ke- or, Keiko. Yeah. yeah, one of them. But they had this whole like background, like they were just kind of like wacky kind of sidekicks in their crew and they were cut out almost entirely. But if you watch the deleted scenes for Tokyo Drift, there's a bunch of them. But in the movie, yeah, there's no reason for you to remember them. Kevo, any parting thoughts? Well, mostly what Nico said. I am interested to see where these things go and excited to return and talk about it some more. Cool. Thank you both for joining us. And we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back and Joe and I are going to do our own thing. And then we're going to introduce next lap's guest. unofficially goodbye to the, or officially I don't remember what I said at the end of the thing but either one's officially one's unofficially because this is the official end but there's still more so like but it's you not know, the... like with all of our guests like like the Mikester like Brian like Nico and Kevo now Kara they're not going anywhere that's why I just said to them on Twitter like they're family now you can't get rid of us that easy they'll be back they always come back <laughs> to the Fast and Furious it was always coming back Brian it's always been too fast too forever Brian <laughs> Exactly. So this next lap, speaking of all those past people, yeah, the big thing is F9, theoretically, <laughs> supposedly, will release this lap. So this lap, lap eight, which, drumroll please, the Tokyo Drift lap, which I don't think should come as a surprise given the prevalence of Tokyo Drift in F9. Yeah, I mean, spoilers for you guys, but, and spoilers for everyone now, Han is fucking back, so yeah. It's only right to focus on Han a little bit, right? I hope so. I think think so. I hope so. What if he just comes back and that's like the end of F9? That like the part that we saw in the trailer is also like the last part of the movie. It's just like Han walks in, they're like hugs, and they don't explain anything. I think we've come up with every possible way that that scene could be completely underwhelming. And I hope, I hope that it's not the case. I don't think they'll do that to us. Can you imagine, but like, can you imagine being in the theater and the whole time we're like, Han's coming back, Han's coming back. And like, we start looking at our clocks and we're like two hours and 15 minutes into this movie. We're like, Han's not fucking coming back, dude. Where's Han? We're Han at string. Just thinking that. I was just thinking that. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. So this lap kicks off on January 12th with the Fast and the Furious. Our guest all next lap is Heather Antos, who is wonderful and a delight. You'll meet her. She is, yeah in a little bit because we're going to end the episode with her we have our intro interview which is our exit interview with nico and kevo as it stands right now this lap will run from january 12th through july ish which is a long ass time yeah the reason it going it's going so long is because in theory again if f9 comes out you and i will do our prep for it yep we will do our immediate spoiler free reaction yep we will do our spoiler-filled reaction. Yep. Then we'll have Mike on to talk about it. We'll have Kara on to talk about it. We'll have Nico and Kevo on to talk about it. And then we'll have Heather talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> in theory, that'll all happen this lap. I do like the fast-forward button. You know, it'll be like, it'll be F9. We haven't, we, we won't have seen it. We've seen all of these movies, you know, at least on record now, eight times each. So we're going to see <laughs> F9. Then we're going to catch up in a hurry. <laughs> jump real quick it's like really... i was also thinking when you were saying the fast forward button so i've thought a lot about you know how hbo go and now hbo max game of thrones starts at nine o'clock right and i know game of thrones ended but like game of thrones starts at nine o'clock yeah and it's on hbo but it's also on hbo go at the same time yeah i think 
you can just like fast forward. So you could essentially spoil the end of a Game of Thrones episode. I don't think you could have. You I, couldn't? I, I mean, I never tried, but I, I think that it was like it just started and you couldn't fast. It was like fast forward is prohibited on this video. Okay, know? maybe. Because I was thinking, you know, if this comes out, which we hope, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. you got a lot of time between now and then. If it comes out in VOD, we could like spoil the ending <laughs> for ourselves. Not that we would, but like, oh my God, can you believe? Like, we could do the, we could do the, the classic classic internet video of Snape killed Dumbledore, page 582. This one. Do you remember that? I do remember that. (laughs) It's so good. Okay, so next lap is the Tokyo Drift lap. We are covering in our pit stops. Actually, another thing, important note, um, we are going back, starting next lap, we are going back to one episode per week. Yes. Every Tuesday, new movie. So there's a couple couple benefits to this. Number one. We hope that 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 will end quarantine. That's Hopefully that'll first. end quarantine. <laughs> Hopefully it. we will return to normal life. Yes, that's that's step one. It's going to help us raise the quality of the movies. Like, I loved the classic car movies lap, I think, was amazing to do two a week. Yes. I think almost all the movies that we've done this lap have been great. I think so, yeah. But we I think that at ones. times we're like, I don't know, like, do we need to be covering this for this podcast? True. So we are going to scale back that every Tuesday we are going to do a new movie. So it's going to be, it's going to sort of effectively have the number of movies in the lap, but it's going to raise the quality of each of the pit stops. So they're going to, they're going to more directly relate. So in our pit stop episodes, we're going to cover movies that are either set in Japan, that are made by Japanese filmmakers. Yes. Or that star actors from the movie Tokyo Drift. Yes. It's going to be a mixture of the three things. We've got some really good things. So here's here's the other major benefit, and this is not necessarily a attempted cash grab, but because we are doing these on Tuesday and because you and I record on Wednesday, Patreon people will get the full episode every week on Saturday or Sunday. Yes. So if you want to get every episode early, and also by now, Patreon lets you set up a private podcast feed so that you don't even have to manually download things or listen on Patreon.com. You can just add a URL to your podcatcher and have it delivered to you as soon as it's uploaded. That's a cool feature, actually. So I do it for the one Patreon that I support, this guy Sean Diston, who's on Comedy Bang Bang. Every time he puts up a new episode, just goes right to my app, and I just listen to it there. So oh, that's pretty cool, like an RSS feed that is like exactly. private. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay, I didn't know so, that. So, and every link is unique. So, like, you can just—I think it's probably one use. So, can't get around that, suckers. But if you want episodes early, because like we talked about, like, should we do it where it's like a tighter window? But like the extracurriculars and stuff are going to be more timely, and they're going to make a better sense. And things are going to make a little bit more sense. Also, the benefit is that like we don't have to do this weird like recording half, and like we're just going to do an episode entirely. So it's going to make my life just referring to future episodes. Oh God, make sense. you won't have to do that whole. What did you do this one? But this one. Yeah. But this one. But this one. But this one. Patreon people will get the full episode on the weekend. So if you're okay waiting, you don't have to support us on Patreon. But here's the here's the upside. Because we're kind of used to doing two a week, several times per lap. I think this lap we have like three or four of these planned. We're gonna do a companion movie. That's going to be Patreon exclusive. So like, for instance, I will, I will spoil one. So there is the movie, the Bruce Lee movie, Game of Death. Yeah, that we talk about all the fucking time. In 2007, Justin Lin, heard of him? Who's who's that? Jeremy Lin? They play for the Knicks? Basketball player Jeremy Lin made a movie (laughs) called Finishing the Game, which is about that. So I'm not sure which way it's going to go yet, but we're going to cover one of those on the main feed that goes out to everybody for free, and one of those Patreon exclusive. So there's a few different times this lap that there will be episodes that will never be released on the main feed, that'll only be released on the Patreon feed. And so, like, I know that that might be kind of shitty or whatever, but, like, even for a dollar a month, you get those. Yeah. Early access to all the 
full episodes two or three days early, whatever awesome. it is. Awesome, yeah. Plus a handful of bonus... Because I feel like for a while, the Patreon is more like... It's cool, like it's a nice way you get stickers, you get to pick some stuff at a certain tier, but like I want to actually incentivize the Patreon, so this is actually giving bonus content. Give you guys some cool stuff that nobody else gets. I think that's cool. Plus, I think for the most part, there's a couple exceptions, but like for the most part, the people who like are the diehards who listen all the time and write in all the time are already everybody's Patreon, pretty anyways. much on the Patreon. Yeah, exactly. So if you're not yet, even a dollar a month gets you all those episodes. $10 a month gets you the one pick a year. There's still the idea to do an entire lap. You want to program an entire lap. And now that we have t-shirts on the shop, on the store, that tier, you get a t-shirt of your choice. So whatever you want, whatever size you want whatever color you want you get one of those for free any one of the designs so we actually can fulfill that perk now yeah. that nobody has needed yet yeah exactly very exciting so i'm excited about the patreon thing i will have posted this already people know this already on patreon it's going to be it's going to be a reason so again thank you all for supporting us over there but you're going to get even more bang for your buck with nothing changing like you don't have to pay any more money but if you want the other stuff pony up suckers no <laughs> god no please <laughs> so let's look back at this lap so this was the letty lap the Memory, memory loss lap. Yes, amnesia lap. So did you have any particular... I mean, Nico and Kevo were great. I don't even think we need to talk about that. Like, they're, we just know that they're great. Like, they're the best. Yeah, they're wonderful people, man. I'm, I'm just glad that I got to spend so much time talking to them because they just bring so much great insight of things that I know nothing about. And one of the best experiences I have here is talking to people that have vast knowledge about things that I have very little or no knowledge about. And so for them to bring in all their comic knowledge and pop culture knowledge and musical knowledge and everything like that is always just like, it's so much fun for me because I'm sitting here and a lot of times I'm just listening to them because I'm fascinated by the shit that they're saying. You know what yep. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just mind boggling the kind of stuff that they can go through and, and you know, just go down a rabbit hole of just like crazy facts about other stuff. So I, I enjoy having them as guests because I enjoy listening to them as guests. And they've said it every episode, but if you want more of them, you can listen to Nico's podcast, Access for Podcasts, where Kevo's on from time to time. You can listen to the two of their podcasts together, HTML, Husbands Talking More or Less, both at cageclub.me and wherever you get podcasts. Looking back at the non-Fast and Furious movies, sometimes that fit a little bit better than others, are, is there a particular either a conversation or like a particular movie or whatever, one that you were like, oh my god, I mean, I guess the most recent one maybe, but like what movies did you, were you kind of blown away by this lap? There was a few that I really liked, like Strange Days, mm-hmm. that one was for sure up there of like, we covered a lot of movies that we loved, Memento, stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you snuck in some good tidbits of like movies that I'm not going to forget on here that like I totally recommended to my friends. I, I think that that's the the greatest compliment we watch some of these movies and i have specific friends that i'm like you need to see this and actually strange days came from one of your friends came from aiden yeah it came from aiden you know you start watching some of these movies and you're like holy shit like this needs to be seen by more people yeah and has anybody else ever seen this like you had never seen i don't think robocop or total recall and you love both of those I think. yeah right? those were a blast but i mean those were like more popular a lot of my friends have seen sure. that yep, and yep, like yep. i know it's recent and we were just i was just gushing over it but like you know the time of year like the Long Kiss Goodnight is great. Mm-hmm. I talked to my friends and I was like, yo, you guys, some of you really need to fucking watch this movie. But even like Alita, Alita was great. And that was a Michelle Rodriguez movie that like I wasn't expecting all the Robert Rodriguez movies too. Cause like, again, I had never seen Machete either. Yeah, there was a, like a lot of standout stuff in this and this lap for me. And we watched, you know, artsy movies, like the ones that you liked. Mm-hmm. Spellbound and Seconds and Powers, Texas. Yeah. 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 Exactly. No, I, I'm not even considering, like... Oh, and the artsiest movie of all, of course, Shutter Island. <laughs> That's Well, that was an intelligent film, my friend. No, but I was talking about, like, Paris, Texas. Like, 
even that movie, I feel like I we, I gained something from watching it, right? Yeah. Like, that maybe it wasn't, like, my favorite, but, like, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I saw that. So, as much as I think the curation will be tighter moving back to one, you know, one slotted mm-hmm. film, I don't think that we really lost anything by doing all of these movies because all of them were enjoyable for me and hopefully it was enjoyable to listen to. Like, I'm looking back at the list and I totally forgot about Weepy, weepy Wacky Romance Week where we did The Wives He Forgot and Brian was on that or we oh. did The Vow, that Channing Tatum movie, like, yeah. wild. As always, I know you guys know this, I love Lifetime movies and I try to sneak a Lifetime movie in any fucking chance I can get. So to have Brian come on so that he could talk about a Lifetime movie because I love talking about Lifetime movies with him and have and, and strong-arming you into watching one is, you know highlights of the of the lap for sure oh by the way i should have mentioned this while what? we while she was still on because we recorded the next segment already but heather our, our guest just live tweeted i don't remember the name of that movie but the one where mario lopez plays the colonel colonel sanders yes uh she just live tweeted that a couple days ago and so i didn't even I, for, I forgot about it on on saturday i think it was on saturday morning and i don't know what i was watching probably soccer i think i was probably watching soccer and i forgot about it because it was on like what, it's, what a new, it, it's, a, it's a noon release <laughs> it was yeah it was that classic noon release so oh it snuck right in the right in there on me. The sad part is that tomorrow's episode of Foodie Films is Kyle's last before hiatus because he's taking a brief hiatus, and so like I don't think he's gonna get to cover it, and like I don't think it's a high school movie, and it doesn't fit here, so like I don't know that we're ever gonna get to talk about it because I wanted like you and Brian and Kyle to really sit down and dig into that movie. All twenty minutes of it. It's a short film too. Oh, it's not a short film? Yeah, it wasn't a full... It was like... A, it's oh. essentially like a long commercial for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Of course it is. I mean, he plays the colonel, right? So, like... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, next lap, when we do the Tokyo Drift lap, like, there's movies in there that, like, thinking about it, like, you know that we're going to get to, but also ones where it's a mixture of things that I am excited for you to see for the first time. Yep. And also ones that, like, I've never seen. That, like, I know there's at least one... Um, like, if you look at episode 165, without Let saying what that is, I've never seen this one, but I know that you have. Yes, yes, it's a, yes. So I'm excited for that. There's some really good stuff coming in here, and also some, of course, like, things that I can cross off my, like, to-do list in my in terms of films that I should have watched already, but haven't yet. So it's a, it's a good mixture of stuff. If you guys have been listening to us, as usual, if you guys have been listening to us, which you, you are now, um, you could probably make educated guesses on a lot of the movies that we're going to cover. Feel it out. You know our taste. You know what we talk about, what movies we've talked about. And also, if you look at 187 and 189 without giving away anything else, like I put these here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to write the wrong that we did a couple laps ago. I'm like, I feel like this could have come at the end for certain reasons, but I kind of also was glad that we watched it sort of toward the beginning. But I think this is kind of going to be like our, our masterclass. Be like, ah, oh, yes, I remember that. Intelligent films, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you are a patron of not giving in your $10 a month pick for the lap yet, for the year, because now it's instead of doing, you know, we are giving one a lap a bonus, but now it's back to one a year. But if you have not done your pick yet and you want to do one in this lap, there's still room. We can still fit one in. If not, you know, there's a couple more laps in our, t- our patron all know the themes for next year laps eight nine and yeah, ten true, so true. that's still out there but i'm very excited about the tokyo drift because we're also doing tokyo drift because not only do we love you know japanese movies and everything but yep. given the importance of japan and tokyo drift seemingly in f9 it's like you know if not now when yeah plus sun kang is so fucking cool right yep. like we've been meaning and talking and dancing around talking about him for so long that like it's, right. it's fucking due and one thing that we are not doing that i planned on and then i looked i'm like let me just check 
Remember when we did, I guess it was the classic car lap, maybe? We did like that, I don't remember what we called it, but like the diagnostics or whatever. I went to the Fast and Furious fan yes. page like for the first movie. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, here's yep. all the trivia and stuff. I wanted to do that for Tokyo Drift, and the fandom page for that is so boring. Like, there's literally nothing uh, that we haven't talked about a million times. That sucks. So we're not doing one of those episodes. I wanted to, because it's, it's A, I mean, there's no homework, right? Like, you just like just get on there and bullshit, right? But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. B, like, I, I wanted to learn more about it, and like, it doesn't exist. I hate to tell you this, Joey, but Justin Lin had a stand-in guy that was there only to get arrested. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but I think like, it's like it's that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, we've talked about that, right? We get it. I, I'm just making a joke because that story was like regurgitated 500 times that week. Yeah. I was like, did you guys know? It's like, yeah, we, we got it. <laughs> got it. Okay, so now I have not prepared a new ranking, but I think you said you have a new ranking. I don't know what your I ranking is. Do. This is not an official ranking. This is one of your Joe Funtime rankings. Is that right? This is one of my Joe Funtime rankings. So what's the what's the theme? What's the theme? What's the rankings? And how many things did you rank? Well, if you would listen, maybe I would tell you. I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to ramp up. Go for it. I'm trying to build suspense. <laughs> I'm just teasing. The theme of this lap is Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Right? So I did not rank them by Michelle Rodriguez's. I ranked them by how much I remember about the movie off the oh, top of my head. You did tell me that you were going to do this, so please. Okay. So go. F- what movie, starting from the bottom, what do you remember the least about? Fate. Really? Okay. When I rewatched that thing and I totally forgot the whole scene about Brian being in the elevator shaft type situation. That's not even Fate. What is that? That's Seven. Is it? Oh, well, there yeah. you. Well. <laughs> I don't know what that says if you remember less about Fate or less about Seven. I don't know. That's, that's Let me rechange my rankings. Too. Let me rechange my rankings. The one I remember least about is Seven. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. I think we just proved it. I had to change it immediately, right? Too slow. Okay, so the one I remember least about is Seven. But I was like, I put it a little, I had it a little higher because like, I remember Brian dies, right? Paul Walker dies. And I think that's dies. why. Like, it just, it overwhelms and envelops everything else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. For, for better or for worse, these are the ones that like, if you were like, describe the plot of that movie, Seven, I'd be like, Paul Walker dies. Like, I, that's, next one, Fate. You know, you okay, know Charlize sure. is in it. You start in Cuba. Then we have a plane and ice at the end. And there's okay. two hours in the middle. Okay. And there's two hours in the middle. That's what I got. I mean, granted, come on. Like, if we sat down, I could I could go through it. But, like, the, I'm just saying straight off the top of my head, you're like, describe the movie as quick as possible, and it's the least I got. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. Okay, number seven. Exactly. Number seven, Fast and Furious, four. I know Letty dies. I know they go through tunnels. Braga and Giselle, and it stops about there, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Next is six. Because it's the world's longest runway. Right. But, like, we're on that runway for a while. Yep. Wrong team, bitch. Harpoons are out the thing. I got that. Yeah, there's some other stuff. There's some blank spots there. Next one, Fast Five. I definitely got, you know, it's it's Italian job, too. I love it. I love the safe. In the minutia, maybe not so much, right? I, I might, sure. I might yep. lose some stuff. Uh, what, what number am I on? Four. I don't know. But oh, it's, it, like the first three are still like the first four have all not been set. I think you've done everything. No, you have. So you, I think what you have left, you have the first four and Hobbs and Shaw. Is that right? Yes. Oh, you said four already. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're on. You're on four. So you have the first yeah, three okay, movies cool, and Hobbs cool. and Shaw left. Okay. Okay. Top three movies and Hobbs and Shaw. So the three earliest and the most recent, which kind of makes sense. The ones you've seen the most and the newest one. But okay. Exactly. What's number exactly. Four? four, too fast. I remember it a lot. We watched it a lot, but that's the one I'm the little fuzziest on. Fair enough. Three. Hobbs and Shaw, because we've seen it the most recent, and also it has like a lot of standout parts to it. 
honestly, like Hattie, Brixton, it's the most recent, there's Samoa, like, I remember a lot of that movie, I remember the soundtrack, I remember Madam M, the plane scene, like, there's just, like, a lot there that, like, I'm like, I think it also feels the most different. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. It it doesn't follow the, like, canon of the action ones where I get, like, blended Mm -hmm. as much, so, like, that's what kind of separates it out. Two? Well, actually, so here, here's an interesting thing, your top three movies in this list, right, yeah. Oh no, wait, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. Well, nah, no, no, it doesn't really fit. I was gonna say that they're all by one t- one-off directors. We had Tokyo Drift in there, so like that's a Justin Lin thing. But I was thinking for a second, you have the one Rob Cohen, the one John Singleton, and the but, one. But honestly, David Leach. it's the first Justin Lin one. Your first movie from directors. It's like this is the one I remember. So I guess F. Gary Gray gets bumped down for Fate, but everything else, like yeah, like it it feels different because it's a different vision. So yeah, exactly. Um, so two Tokyo Drift. I've seen it a bunch of times. I remember, like, you know, most of that movie, pretty much word for word. I've seen it a ton. I love it. Yep. And obviously, the one that I remember the most of. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. One, I've seen it a million times, and then we've covered it minute by minute. We've watched it, I think, 12 times this year. Yeah, at least. Breaking it down minute by minute. Like, Rachel and I watched it as a movie a couple months ago, like, just straight through. Like, she put it on, and I was like... Does it go fast or slow? (sighs) Like, knowing everything about it, like, I could either be like, I can't, this is, I I can't believe how long this feels, or like, oh yeah, I I know exactly where it's going, it just flies by. It flies by because you have this mountain of information in your brain about every single minute and piece of dialogue. So I'm excited for you to watch it again after we've done the minute because like when I watched it this time like I knew every like every background character every sign every line that was coming it's just that movie's tattooed in my brain now like I can't unsee it or ever unlearn it and like you know because we had so many of these conversations because like I'll be like oh look at that candle and like why is Vince doing this and like look at his arm and like and there's Jigglypuff (laughs) and there's Jigglypuff exactly that's what I'm saying so when I watched it the last time I was just like and it flies by because you're thinking about all the other stuff and then you're just like well at least for me and like my you know drug riddle brain like spazzed on every other thing that could be happening in the scene and then it just like oh yeah shit the movie's still moving Uh, and also yeah because we're not watching it minute by minute which is like minute stop reverse like rewind minute stop rewind it feels like it goes way faster because you're not watching it 12 times in sequence yeah (laughs) rewinding it every time it'll be a weird experience i'm 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 curious to hear like your specific take on like how different the movie feels after we've finished the minute because it it feels different definitely does very different and like i said i think the next lap will kick off with our turbocharged prelude so we're actually really going to be into a new thing so and also by the way i want to go back to our patreon thing like the patreon bonuses are just going to be movie conversations they're not going to be full episodes they're not going to be all the stuff in the top half it's just going to be the back half of episodes so like if you don't subscribe to the patreon you're not going to be missing fast and furious minutes you're not going to be missing any of that stuff yeah yeah yeah. that's all gonna be in the tuesdays and also it allows us to like the tuesday episode should be a little bit longer there'll be more things to talk about more emails to receive so on and so forth so yep yep all good things. Joe, any other thoughts about this lap or anything else you want to talk about before we take another break and bring in Heather Antos to talk about what she knows about the Fast and Furious? This was a damn good lap, man. Yep. I'm proud of this one. This was a good one. Hang hang, hang this one up. Put it in the rafters? It's not ready to retire yet because Nico and Kevin aren't going away forever, but yeah. Let's, let's... Also, it's really the, like, we got two new seasons of Spy Racers this lap. I know. Fuck, dude. I know. I know. That's a lot. <laughs> like, more than and I was... And the video ex- game. That's right. Yeah. And Crossroads. But, like, if you would have told us that we would get <laughs> three seasons, like we when we watched Spy Racers one, we didn't know we were gonna get another season. Yeah, we're like, like, that's it, cool, okay. Let alone. 
two within six months of each. Like, six months and then, like, two months. Insane. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. Another break. I don't know if I'm going to be... I don't know what I'm going to put in here. Maybe the whole thing every time. Probably the whole thing every time. I hope you enjoy Wes's interlude music, because you probably heard it, like, four times this episode. <laughs> But let's I'm take getting kind of slap happy. Sorry, we've been. We've, we... Oh, we're we're now four hours into recording. Yeah, yeah. So this you're getting. This is this is the end. It gets better from here, depending on how Joey cut this. Like it gets less goofy. I'm trying to think. We did so tonight. We've recorded the intro to our last episode. Yeah. Next week's episode entirely, and the back half of this. Like there is, and like it's a lot. Like it's probably three, three and three fifteen ish in talking, but yeah, we're now four out. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It just, it, it's just like you know, when we when we cut these up like this, like Joey's way organized, but like I'm one not organized and not organized in the brain either. So it, I've peed twice during recording. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's how long we've been going. I drank an entire train to iced coffee. I drank uh, a glass of water. I got no more liquids around me. I gotta go get more water. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll bring in Heather Antos. We'll get her take, and then we'll say goodbye on this long, long, long episode. (laughs) The world's longest runway. We'll be right back. segment here in the tune-up relap recap with us now who will be joining us all lap long i mean so joe okay yes lap one was just you and me yep lap two we built the family we had different people every episode yep. lap three ride along mikester every episode yeah lap four built the family some more lap five driving school Kara had never seen any of them new perspective brand new to the franchise right yes lap six built the family some more lap seven the one we're in right now nico and kevo had never seen no any of these movies before normally i like to alternate but i mean when there's the opportunity to have someone wonderful who is not only interested but game to watch nine movies plus some, like it, it's rare to have a cool person an interesting person <laughs> who is also willing to be like yeah i'll watch nine movies in a franchise i've seen none of it's like Okay, Why let's not, see what's going man. on. So next lap, the entire lap joining us will be my friend, if I may say that, Heather Antos. Hello, Heather. What an introduction. Wow, thank you. Um, although I will say, like, it's I'm a weird person in that, like, binging things and, and completing series is, like, my obsession. <laughs> so, for example, and it doesn't matter what it is. For example, I have spent... I spent probably, oh God, July or August of The Great Quar. I watched every single series of Real Housewives from start oh, to finish. That's intro. Okay, okay. So that's what I do. I pick a thing that is in pop culture that I have zero interest in and <laughs> have never watched and screw it, let's do it. <laughs> so now here's the first question, the big question, which I want to see. So, you know, you're you're big into pop culture. Just like Nico and Kevo, you are in the world of comics. You come from literally a pop culture background. Mm-hmm. This is, I think without question, one of the biggest franchises in the world. Mm-hmm. How have you gotten to this point in your life without even accidentally seeing one of these movies uh it's it's a real skill you know um (laughs) i don't know i kind of pride myself on the major pop culture things i've never seen um like i've never seen a christmas story i've never seen independence day you know like some of these major major things i've just 
never seen, but the things that I have seen, I've seen all of a million times all the way through and can recite them. But like, I'm sure I've caught a scene of Fast and the Furious on TV here and there. But it's, again, it's a thing where I really don't quite understand how I haven't managed it either because I love Die Hard. I love the Bourne movies. I love James Bond. Like, I love all these, like, big, you know, the Oceans films, these big action heist crazy Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. You know, this is ostensibly right in my wheelhouse. It just never made it there. (laughs) So what do you either know about these movies or think you know? Because I feel like they're big enough that, like, you know who's in them for the most part, but, like, what do you know? What do you think you know? What are you excited for? What are you worried about? Just kind of like a a preview into who you are, where we're going to go this lap. Like, we're going to set the baseline here. How much do you know about these movies in this franchise? Because, again, you haven't seen them, but it doesn't mean, like, you've escaped. Like, they're Kind of everywhere. Yeah, they are. Um, So it stars the Tooth Fairy and Groot, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This magical surreal world where the Tooth Fairy and Groot come together. Greatest comic book crossover right there. No, yeah, I mean, very, very, very limited. Uh, I know it's The Rock and Vin Diesel. I know there are, as you said, nine films. Although nine was supposed to come out this year or next year. Which one was it? So this is very exciting. Heather, I, I want you to understand the important, the magnitude right now. <laughs> Nine was supposed to come out in April. Right. And it got delayed to next May. So right. So essentially, when that movie comes out, mm-hmm. we're going to be getting to it with you this lap. So like, yeah. you are going to be oh, with us as we see it. So hopefully, we keep saying hopefully by that time, Universal will come to its senses and be like, we're going to put it on Peacock, 30 bucks, but just watch it at home. Be safe you know, vaccine yeah. out there by now, but like, just be safe. One way or another, assuming we all feel comfortable going to the movie theater, we're all going to watch it basically in real time and get your reaction. So you are, oh, you're going to be right in the thick of it by that point. Oh man, I'll be an expert by then. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So what else do I know? I know that one of the films in the middle kind of like became like a prequel or like it just kind of threw off the whole continuity yep, yep. Of, the, of the whole thing. I, I believe that Fast and the Furious was kind of where Gal Gadot got her break. Mm-hmm. Cars, girls, macho <laughs> men, they go fast. Um, oh, and I did learn a new fact yesterday. What? Okay. Wasn't it? Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Nathalie. She played Missandre yep. mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. She was in one of them, too. Mm-hmm. Look at that. See, I, that's all you need to know. Yeah, you got a little bit of this. A little bit of that. Yep. Now you got a stew going, baby, right? Like. Yeah. So I'm trying to think too. God, now I'm thinking too hard. This is not good. What titles I know. I know Fast and the Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. Is it th- three or four that's Tokyo Drift? That's three. 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 Yeah. Oh my God. This is an order. Uh, and I think that's where my knowledge ends. Damn. Well, the, <laughs> I, I don't want to correct you. Nitpick. But, but... It, but your first title is actually the fourth title. The first one. And again. The first one is called The Fast and The right, Furious. Right, 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 right. But yeah. four is just called Fast and Furious. So you got, you were all right with the titles. It wasn't but... Fast and Furious? No. no we wish. What, what, a, but no. what a mishandling. The speculation on the internet right now is to call it Fast 10 Year Seatbelts, but that is not being confirmed <laughs> or denied right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's nine? Right F9? now, it's just F nine. It, it sucks. It's it's fine. F nine, yeah, it's fine. 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 It's a silent N. It's like night, like with lasagna. A silent K. No, lasagna with a G is silent lasagna. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. Is there a silent N in anything? Mnemonic? No, that's the silent M. 
We'll figure it out. I feel like N is hanging around a lot of silent letters, but it's never silent itself. Maybe. At least in English. Who knows? Yeah. Who is to say? Knowing what you know, which we just covered, are there things that you're excited for or worried about in particular? Like, do you think, knowing kind of what these movies are, do you think you're going to like them? Do you think you're going to love them? Do you think you're going to tolerate them? Like, where do you gauge, like, where do you, how do you temper your own expectations going into this? Oh, man. You know, I'm going in completely with an open mind. I did have an opportunity a few years ago to watch, I don't know how many would have been out at the time probably seven, all in one day. Uh, Because my old boss, that's what he did for his birthday, is that he would pick a movie franchise and Uh. then he would just watch the whole thing all day. And I would have to drive to Westchester to watch... 15 hours of films that mm-hmm. I have no clue if I, you know, like it was just a lot. So you lucked out. That's how you got me. I'm going in with an open mind. I I am that armchair editor. It is my job, literally. So it's hard to take logic brain out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard with these films, they do get very bizarre. Yeah, you're uh, not wrong. On the logic train, so yep. that should be fun. I'm looking forward to a good summer blockbuster action movie and eating some popcorn. Like truly, like that's, that's you what know, get. yeah, and that's and that's you know, I'm not expecting high art. I'm not expecting you know Oscar award winning performances, but who knows? I could be surprised and. There will be cars, I hear. There will be cars. There that's will be just the, Paul, that's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. There will be cars. <laughs> uh, Joe, do you have any questions for Heather? Do you have any? You want to pick her brain on anything? No, I, I like that standing ground. I, I think that I'm trying to say things without like spoiling things or stuff like that. Oh yeah, because if you spoil anything, I'm I'm quitting now. Yeah, exactly. No, we we try really hard not to spoil things here. We do because there's there's a few surprises that we like. The idea of you coming into it with an open mind is very reassuring. A lot of our past guests and people that we've talked to that have never seen any of them before hopefully at least what they're telling us they leave with something new and they're pleasantly surprised with a lot of things yeah totally because you know you're right it is a hollywood blockbuster movie they're gonna sit there and watch it eat popcorn and that's what you're gonna get but there's a little bit more than that we think that hopefully you know you'll feel that way by the end if i had any hope it would be that I don't regret it. Yes. Same, <laughs> same for us. That's our exact same hope. Yes. Well, I will say, so far, the two laps that we've done with somebody who has never seen these before, we're two for two on them liking it. Like, I don't know that it's their favorite thing in the world, but they both liked the experience overall and loved some of the movies. So, like, I, I don't want to set yeah, the bar this, too high, yep, this is what but I'm we have not failed yet. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I do have to ask this, Joey. Yeah. Do any of them yeah. have... A penguin. There are no animals in any of these movies. Very little, minute animal appearances in any of these films, and we talk about it a lot. Then what's yeah. even the point? I don't know. There is ice in one of them. Okay. But no penguins. Uh, that could be uh, Fast 10, uh, Antarctica. Just um, like David Attenborough's Fast 10. He just does like planet <laughs> planet cars or something. So you got Christopher Nolan, new fan of the franchise. He's going to do one. <laughs> 
We want <laughs> Quentin Tarantino to do one, and then we got David Attenborough. So that's 9, 10, 11 right there. Just scrap the F9 that already exists, and those are the three directors. Can we can we get a Wes Anderson one, though? I kind of want sure. to see Wes Anderson do oh, Fast and the like Furious. Vin Diesel in, a, in like a three-piece suit that's like Paisley. This is all <laughs> I can think of now, knowing nothing. Like, all I know is just like the box art and like the trailers, and, and all I'm in... All I can envision is a lot of upshots, buff men in white t-shirts that are too tight, very, very blue skies, and very, very orange explosions. Blue skies and blue eyes. Look out for those blue eyes. That's true. Okay. Before we let you go. So actually, before... Okay, hold on. (laughs) We are going to watch these movies, these things, in chronological order so not release date so as you know as you mentioned one kind of fucked up the continuity so we're going to do that in order are you going to tell me what the order is or do i yes. no you have to guess damn it <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked order. about doing like a kind of a grab bag lap where we just like do them in random order that will not be this lap no definitely not each time so for the first episode you're going to come on which is going to be early in the new year you're just watching the first movie. Then beyond that, for the next handful of movies, it's like a weird kind of like, nothing is ever just exactly the next movie for a while. But the first one, the first thing you're doing is just the first, The Fast and the Furious in 2001. But we are going to like go chronologically. And there is kind of a, continuity gets messed up for a reason. And we're going to try to save that spoiler reason for you to discover naturally, hopefully, if we get there. Okay. And and we've done this we've done this a bunch we've we've done it um you know multiple ways we've watched we've obviously watched these movies a bunch people that have seen it this way who have never seen them before are always like oh well that was an interesting way to watch it but I think as a fan now for us I think this is the most beneficial way to watch it I, th- I think it's I think it's the clearest way to watch them as someone who has no experience whatsoever I, I'm of two minds I think you know obviously for just story purposes yes making watching them in chronological makes a lot of sense for posterity reasons I'm definitely of the release order because I'm the like well what the fuck were they thinking right like that yeah <laughs> that's something you confront later but you, you'll see why we did I I think we have totally. a good reason why we we do it this way. I oh, think so. isn't it okay? This is this is something that I maybe know I'm and not confident on. Isn't isn't so the one whichever one it is that screws up the the timeline and the release order. Was that three? Yep. Okay. Well, y- y- well, it, it, at, kind the, of. at the time, not at the time, but in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, no, 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 I, I can follow. But yeah, it was something with like some character died or didn't or was alive or something. I don't know. We can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard, again, my boss, my old boss loved these movies. So I've heard a lot of office chatter. <laughs> that makes no sense. And a lot of theories that have been argued over and I've picked up little tidbits here and there. And that's all I picked up. No, you because you can't escape them. That's the that's the yeah. whole point why we get the groundwork here. Like you're gonna know something, right? Like they're too big for you to never have seen anything. That's the other thing, that you were the third person. Like we have not successfully gotten to the reveal and had it unspoiled, but we're also like bringing in people who are very pop culture literate. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you never watched any movies and weren't like didn't really talk about movies in your free time, you might be able to get to that point where you don't know anything. But like the fact that you were around people and that people in your orbit love these movies, I think you just, and just the fact that you're extremely online and in this world of pop culture, it's kind of hard to go in truly fresh, clean slate. Yeah, that's true. But if you ever did want to do an entire uh, watch of the Teletubbies... Oh man, it would be so fresh. <laughs> well, that's our spin-off podcast, Two Telly, Two Tubby. 
that's that's our that's our pit stops next lap so now before we let you go we do a character quiz it's kind of like a buzzfeed style kind of like a j14 style quiz we're going to ask you seven questions okay with six answers or six seven questions six answers each and we're going to give you maybe hopefully a character to anchor you in the franchise you're gonna be like okay i am x when x comes on screen this is who i relate to i don't know any of the characters no, that's the whole point. We're gonna. You ask some questions. We'll, we'll give you a character. Yeah. Am I crazy? Was Jason Statham in any of them? <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Not to tell you when, but he's in these. Okay. All right. I I know he's in like all the fast car movies, but I wasn't sure if because I love the transporter. Those. Are so yeah, he's good. made a career on fast car movies. He really has. Yeah. So these are just personality questions. These are not quizzes. You know, questions about the movies. Yeah, definitely. The not. answer, the output, is a character from the movies, but. We're going to get a sense, like, also because, you know, we're getting to know you, our listeners are getting to know you, we're going to find out who you are, and also what character you relate to. So are you ready to bare your soul with very hard-hitting questions? You know, I had my therapy session earlier today. I think I'm prepped. (laughs) Let's do this. Question number one, how fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? Oh, man. See, my gut answer improv was too fast. But, okay, I have to... Growing up in the Midwest, I was raised on NASCAR. I gotta say NASCAR. Okay. Pretty Ooh. fast. Okay. 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 I do like your answer of too fast, though. If that was... If we had a write-in capability... But it took, it took a long time to get to even this point where we can just do this, so... <laughs> so now question number two, and you know it's coming. How furious are you? Are you the Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson... Charlie Brown or Jack McBrayer? Oh my god, the Christian Bale answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go with that one because that one just made me laugh. Cool. Okay. Heather, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill or womaning the grill? I don't know if there's a gender neutral term. Are you on the grill? Yeah. Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? I mean, you saw me there with Tyler. I'm babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Tyler. Question number four. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? Uh, Probably working out. Okay. Okay. Question number five. Describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. Well, what happens if everyone I know is there and that's just like me and my partner? Oh, that's a weird conundrum. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just know one person. And no, I'm 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 offended my dog wasn't included. I'll I'll go with our families, whatever that one was with. Us and our families. Family. Okay, yeah. cool. That includes my dog, so that one. <laughs> Yeah, that does. That definitely does. You're a very adorable dog. And probably some penguins, too. Probably, yeah. You just won the lottery. Congratulations. You just won the lottery. Thank you. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life. You don't have nothing? You're not buying anything at all? No. We've had people request, like, to reinvest in a Roth IRA, like a really kind of sort of aggressive, but also kind of conservative, like a mixed, you know. But no, these are the options. If you had to pick one of these. I guess realistically you could also opt out of the question, but we've never had that happen before. No, I won't do that to you. Thank you. Okay, so when you say a garage, do you mean just, like, this space, or is it, like... Whatever you want it to be. Then I'm going to go with that. Okay. And that'll be my secret bat cave. Final question. 
for all the marbles. What is your drink of choice? Ooh. Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just, you know, whatever you're having. Grab me one of those. Uh, I'm a whatever you're having. I love that answer. That's me too, man. Heather, I've got some good news. Okay. You are someone... In the movie from the very, very beginning. All right. You are Brian O'Connor, a.k.a. Paul Walker. Oh, oh, man, rip. So here is your description. Let's see if this this describes you as a person. Your confidence might seem misplaced at first glance, but you have the skills to back it up. And if you ever find yourself in a situation you can't drive, punch, or shoot your way out of, your smile and quiet charm will usually do the trick. When it comes time to make a hard choice... You will always follow your heart and choose the path that protects your family, and you drive, drive like, like the, the wind, wind blows. You know what? I feel like you get me. They're scary. Pretty good. They're scary close, right? I, like I feel. I feel like this is pretty spot on for as much as a, like a BuzzFeed thing <laughs> right? can be. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little horoscopy in that like they all kind of apply sure. to everybody, but also you know we're we're pretty good at this, I think. Well, I mean, you also hung out with me for a day, mm-hmm. so you know you could have rigged this. You could have had this picked out already. No, I don't know. No, no, I no I cheating. respect the Trust system me. too yeah. much. <laughs> there's there's many math problems going on in the background right now, and that's not a joke. Oh man. So when we watch the very first movie, The Fast and the Furious, just imagine every time you see Paul Walker on screen, just be like, "That's me." There you go. Do you have any final thoughts? Any worries or hopes or fears or expectations? Or do you want to say goodbye and drive off into the sunset only to come back in a couple weeks to talk about the first movie? Well, you know what's funny that I think is very um, fitting of of all of this and us recording this this year is, um, so I'm Metro New York, as you know. I haven't owned a car in the last six years, and that was my gift to myself this year was a car. Very nice. So now I feel, and I'm about to go on my road trip back to Michigan for the holidays, so like maybe I won't go that fast, but I will get very furious on the road. Yeah, that's fair. In quarantine, not not anymore because I think people are on the roads more, but there is what's called the Cannonball Run. I don't know if you're familiar with Cannonball Run, but it's the race from New York to LA. Yeah. And that record has been broken like six times this year. (laughs) Has it really? Yeah, because there was nobody on the road, so people just like went nuts and like averaged, like what was it, like averaged like a hundred and 10 miles an hour yeah. something like that going from coast to coast. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, they did it in like 28 hours or like 28, I think was like yeah, the record. Crazy. That's, That's concerning. Insane. So don't do that. No, God, no. No, I'll have my puppy with me. I can't do that. She just, I just bought her her seatbelt. Oh, that's cute. Very cute. So. Very cute. I'm surprised that Dom and like the Toretto's don't have a dog. Like they should have a dog. They seem like they, a dog they family. They seem like dog people. They just travel. It's too much. I don't too know what you're traveling. talking about. Stop spoiling things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I gave the main character's name away, but. Uh... I don't even know that. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. I know. It's the rock and Vin Diesel. I totally forgot Paul Walker was in these films until you said Perfect. his name in the quiz. Perfect. I am very excited by like <laughs> almost literally how blank of a slate you are. This is very exciting. It's close. It's close to nothing. I like this. This is good. This is a good level of, of clean. I, I'm I'm telling you, I I when I make a point to not consume something, I don't consume <laughs> it. <laughs> you did a good job. Pretty good job. Actively shunning this franchise from your life until this very year. It took a pandemic, but here we are. Here we yeah. are. Well, thank you, Heather. I'm very excited. I'm Can very you please excited. plug anywhere that our listeners want to find you? Twitter, any 
work that you want to do, anything projects that you're involved in, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, folks can find me on, mostly on Twitter. I'm lurking there all the time and causing trouble at, at Heather Antos. It's just my name. Um, and to see those cute pictures of my dog, uh, follow me on Instagram at, at Heather Antos. Very simple. Um, I am currently working on a bunch of comics at Valiant Comics. Uh, you might have heard of one of our characters, uh, Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel, Ooh. came out. Uh, actually, the movie premiered the week the world shut down, so that was fun. We, we know. <laughs> I was literally in my car. Like, the, it broke. Like, it was, you know, I was like, I shouldn't go to the movie theaters, but, like, I really want to see this Vin Diesel movie. And, like, I got in my car, drove toward the movie theaters. Like, I can't. Because people were cautious, I was literally the only ticket purchased oh, in the auditorium. I'm like, I'm wow. going to be safe, but like, I don't want to catch whatever this is when we didn't know really what it was at the yeah. time. And then, you know, thankfully we were able to see it a couple of weeks later, but. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the premiere and, you know, it's one of the, it, it was a huge, like, how, how do I say no to this? Ultimately, ultimately, I was like, no, I'm not flying to LA. I'm, I'm just not flying to LA right now. I think you made the right call. Oh, 100%. Zero regrets. Um, have you seen the movie Memento? Oh, yeah. So you know how like Memento Forwards and Bloodshot and essentially have the same structure, right? Like it's not the structure, but like the same like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. both being manipulated. We don't call it mementoing. We call it bloodshotting. Like, yes. <laughs> nice. Like it is a dumb thing because like it came out 20 years later, but like we're like, no, that's he got bloodshotted. Like, he got yeah. bloodshot. Guy Pierce got bloodshotted. Yeah, he did. PRS, so. man. So check out check out Valiant Comics. I draw cute, adorable penguins. So Which I bought one out. of. I a bought Paddington. a Paddington 2 penguin. Yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful. And I don't have it framed, but it is very prominent in my dining room. Aw. It's actually, you know what's very funny about that, Joey? What's that? Because I believe that was one of the Australia wildfire yep. ones, right? Yeah. And I remember you said, don't ship it to me. Just give it to me at the next barbecue. And I'm very glad you shipped it. <laughs> shut down because yeah, i was like you know i know shipping's gonna be that you know not you know not a lot of money but like just donate that money too and then you know yeah. the world went no just you know you're never gonna see people again we're like no oh, okay yeah on friday come back christmas day joe you are gonna be talking about <laughs> the paul walker christmas movie noel i've seen that is it good uh i mean it's a christmas movie that's all we need to know so come back on friday for noel and then on friday we will announce what we're doing next week but for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me patreon page is too fast too forever.com and our store is too fast too forever.shop come back on friday for noel whatever that movie holds for us and thank you for listening i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and that was heather antos and we'll tell you all about it when we see you again